This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that says the Hershey bars are on us. Hey. What a way to announce yourself. No, not us. Uh, take a bow, Christian Pulisic, uh, the Hershey bar kid. He's strong and tough, and only the best is good enough. Yes, I, I know that's the milky bar kid, but it seemed appropriate for the kid who grew up in Hershey, Pennsylvania, home of America's most famous chocolate bars. Uh, now, um, incidentally, for those of you who are under the age of 503, go to YouTube and Google the Milky Bar Kid, then you might have some idea what I'm actually talking about. The Milky Bars are on me! The Milky Bars are on you, JK. They certainly are. Uh, right, so, uh, after seemingly being underused this season and having uh, impressed with an assist to take down Ajax last Wednesday... Pulisic uh, put in a glittering man-of-the-match performance to score a perfect hat-trick, which put a typically nuggety Burnley to the sword and helped Chelsea to their seventh win on the trot. The kid sure has talent, and what a joy it was to see someone run right at defenders, then pull the trigger with such precision. Reminds me of... uh, Eaton Hazard, anybody? Anyway, Christian Pulisic might not be our answer to losing Hazard, but he certainly made a name for himself with a hat-trick on his full Premier League debut. Not so much Eden Hazard then, but most definitely Christian Pulisic. The Hershey Bar Kid! The Chelsea fancast number 478. Well, how about that? Um, so, Jonathan, how the devil are you, Squire? Devilish, devilish, Chidge. Lovely to be. I've got my, my, my horns on and uh, and my fork, and, uh, and I'm and I'm dressed in red. I'm devilish. You're yes, devilish. I am tonight. Yes. How delightful to hear that you are devilish. Yes, devil kidneys. <laughs> There's no end to your punnery tonight, uh, Tony. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. you're normally the one who's full of puns tonight. How are you? Yeah. Are you all right? I'm, I'm very well. I'm I'm the complete opposite. I'm saintly tonight. Are so you? I'm, I'm sitting on a cloud of 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 warmth and goodness and general well-being. There you go. Have you got your metaphorical toga on? 
I have got a metaphorical toga and and whatever that weird crown of things is they they wear. You know, I don't know. A laurel. Laurel. That's the word. The very word I was looking for. Laurel. Laurel you know, and Hardy, so more like with you. Two yes, on the absolutely. Show, yes. You know, but hey, um, Tony, it, it's a delight to see you. It seems like uh, ages since I, I last yeah, saw it, you. It, it has been. Well, we saw each other, obviously, for the Newcastle game, because um, I know I'm not going to ruin the email later on, but mm. um, obviously we had a beer with um, with uh, young David from we Australia. Um, and what an eye-opener that email is. I didn't realise most of that when we were talking to him. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good, wasn't it? And I think you, at one point, had three pints of Guinness on the table yes. with about half an hour yes. to go before the game. Yes, um, yes. Uh, managed to get a shot of them. Well done. Yeah, yeah. This is all true, actually. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember. Actually, you know what? I don't remember much about the Newcastle game, <laughs> and that is probably why. But there you go. Say la vie. Um, all right, okay. Let's get on with the show. Uh, on the show tonight. I'm, I'm sorry. This is going to really irritate the hell out of the Yanks, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm just compelled to do this all show, really. Which is very shit of me. So I apologise. I apologise profusely, right here and right now. But there we go. All right. So on the show tonight, uh, it's funny actually because I, I scripted this before Tony would have known how uh, he was going to describe how he felt. But uh, on the show tonight, we get a warm, fuzzy glow discussing Pulisic's perfect hat trick and uh, ask in the cold light of day has Frank Lampard handled his introduction to the team well is he Hazard-esque or is the fact that goal scoring seems to be a team effort this season more important Uh, in part two we discuss Jorginho and Kovacic liberated by Frank Lampard and dominating midfield and Zuma and Tomori becoming rock-like in defence before the team collectively switched off to allow Burnley two needless consolation goals. But sloppiness aside, Frank Lampard's Chelsea are most definitely exceeding expectations. We also have the usual parish notices and a teaser for the next Chelsea special podcast, which is an interview with Ron Chopper Harris. Get in. Uh, Now, part three. Uh, Of course, as always, we're going to be reading out this week's emails. There's some absolute belters this week, so uh, do hang in for that. And in part four, we doff our hat to this week's winners in our Who Knows Wins Chelsea Fancast Match Predictions League. And then we look back to the brilliant victory over Ajax in last Wednesday's Champions League match. Uh, Largely because when Jonathan and I did it last Friday, we spent far too much time having a giggle about all sorts of other things rather than actually talking about the football. So we are revisiting that. And uh, we will have a quick look ahead to this Wednesday's Carabao Cup tie against Man United. Now, don't forget, as always, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. And uh, you can also tweet at Chelsea fancast during the show to tell us what you think about anything. And I mean anything. And uh, a warm welcome to a few select people from the Mixler chat room who are Kwame Jr., F. Mary Kill. I love that name. I don't know why, but I do. Albert II, Jack CFC 1996, Chris M23, Sanchit Kulkarni, Sean B, some bloke called Tony Glover. Never heard of him. Uh, Arthur J. Travers, Bob Usray, Rob Coombe. Uh, Rob, uh, I just want to say a massive thank you to you, and you know why. I will say no more, but thank you. Very much appreciated. Uh, Chesk in the City, Adam Finnegan, Happy Bird, the lovely Nigel, Stephen Mower, Stephen, haven't seen Stephen in there for ages, Kurt Proj, I saw Alan Mayscore, Andy Silverman. Oh, the lovely Andy Silverman. And the even more lovely Angel Blue, 77, one of my benefactors. Uh, Leonard Zubikueta, 
He's changed his name this week. He's now the artist formerly known as uh, Leonard Zubi Cueta Jonathan, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Byron James, Dan Francisco, who we had the pleasure of speaking to uh, last Friday on the Love Sports Show. Great Steve phone call. Dean Mears, phone call. if she don't come. Paul Burgess, Torhouse, Matthew D. Greg Nico. Oh, there's t- I can't read them all because we'll just spend the next hour and... Uh, my mate, he knows who he is, will be on my case when I see him in the cock next time we play at home. Anyway, after this very short break, we'll be getting into the football. Okay, so um, it doesn't happen very often, actually. Uh, in fact, the last time it happened was uh, Didier Drogba against Wigan uh, on May 2010. Uh, uh, the only other one I remember vividly was the wonderful, the right honourable uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank doing it deliciously against Spurs. But it was a perfect, perfect hat-trick by Christian Pulisic. Uh, left foot, right foot header, that's perfect. Uh, and he is the first, as I said, to score one such since uh, uh, Didier Drogba against Wigan in 2010. Um, there's a few stats I, I shall bore the chaps with first, but Christian Pulisic is the fifth player to score a perfect hat-trick for Chelsea. See, that I didn't know in the Premier League. I love this. They just uh, they just say the fifth player to score a perfect hat-trick, like ever, of course. Oh, they did say in the Premier League. I do take it back. But, I mean, you know, other football was available. But, anyway, the other four are Didier Drogba, Salomon Kalou. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and Gianluca Vialli. So I clearly forgot about Sal- Salomon Kalou, but I think that's an easy mistake to make. Easy, <laughs> easy mistake to make. It's not something that would immediately come to mind, is it, Chooch? No. Uh, the Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea are the first team in the Premier League history to have two different hat trick scorers in a single campaign, aged twenty-one or under. And uh, Christian Pulisic, in fact, became Chelsea's youngest hat trick scorer in the Premier League history, beating Tammy Abraham's record that stood for forty-two days. Uh, so there we go. Now I'm I'm gonna before we get into football, I'm gonna start off with a quiz because this 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 was just too much fun to ignore. I'm gonna ask these two here. No looking at Google. I hope you haven't cheated. You probably didn't know I was gonna ask you this, so you can't have cheated. But Chelsea have had players from 13 different nations score a Premier League hat trick. By the way, join in at home. Do do feel free to join in at home. Uh, right. So they've got 13 uh, players from 13 different nations have scored a Premier League hat trick more than any other side. Only Arsenal with 20 have had more different hat-trick scorers in total in the competition than Chelsea at 19. So, what national... national? I'm going to ask you two questions. What are the nations and who are Chelsea's 19 Premier League hat-trick scorers? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say England and Frank Lampard. Very good. Start for 10, Tony. There you go. <laughs> right. Pressure on Lady JK now. That's me. I've just served it over the net to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ranger Flow. Uh, yes, yes, very good. Uh, no, is he Norwegian? Wasn't he? He is Norwegian. Yeah, okay. Um, Gianluca Vialli. John Gianluca Vialli is a yes. Gianfranco Zola. Italy. Gianfranco Zola is a yes. 
But isn't that two from the same nation? Yeah, but Does doesn't matter. matter? I'm, I'm, at the oh, moment, okay. I'm, I'm doing... People uh, who have just done, uh, got hat-tricks. Who, who, are, yeah. who, are, who are... I mean, you know, basically it's the same thing. I like this. So basically, so far, you've got Gianluca, Gianfranco, Toro Andrew Flo, and Frank Lampard. Gavin, so, Gavin so Peacock. Gavin Peacock. Gavin Peacock. Jonathan scored our first Premier League uh, hat-trick on... I remember the, it. Yeah, 4th of February, 5-0 against Middlesbrough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, blimey. Tony? Um, I would go with Ida Good Johnson. You would be right to go for Ida Good Johnson. And he's Ice, Icelandic, isn't he? He's, he is. He's Ice, he's, yes. Yeah, he yeah, scored yeah. a hat trick against Blackburn Rovers in 2004. Okay. We've, I've already given you two Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, and Salomon oh, yeah. Kalu. So oh, I didn't know they were included. Oh, well, Didier oh, yeah, Drogba, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Salomon Kalu. We well, you gave us Fiali as well, didn't you? I don't know why I was so pleased <laughs> yeah. with myself. <laughs> so come on then, who else? And, of course, Christian Pulisic. Well, yes, Christian Pulisic uh, okay, and Tammy okay. Abraham. They're a given, uh, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Are they included in the 19? They yeah, must yeah, be. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, Eden Hazard. Yes, Bill? well done. Eden Hazard. Um, Crespo. No. No. Oh. No Crespo. Diego Costa. Yes, Brazil. Diego Costa. Um, yeah. Surprised about Crespo. I thought you did. Yeah, me too. Um, because he got two in that Wolves game, didn't he? It must have been when we won 5-0 up there, which I was present at, um, with a Wolves supporter whose crest fell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing is, is that Jimmy, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank got the other three. Yes, yes, I can't remember that, but he must have done. Uh, 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 come on, come on. You've got okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people who have scored. Bloody hell, yeah. really? Bloody hell, really. All right. Um, the blonde German chap, whose name I can't remember. Sherlock. Sherlock. Well done, JK. Sherlock. He was German as well, wasn't he? He was German yeah. as well. German. Okay, okay. Right, Pull so, him uh, away. I remember that okay. vividly. Johnny Thunderpants or whatever it was. Uh, hmm. Joe Cole? No. Okay. Oh, God almighty, this is hard now. It's this not is... hard at all. I can't believe it. Right, I'm, I'm, time is a moving on, so I'm going to time you both out. Right, the ones you haven't got. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, Eden oh, see, I knew that would flush him out. Okay, come e on then, JK. Eden Hazard. Yeah, we said that. Yeah, I just said that then, but you didn't say yes or no. Did. Didn't Maratta score something? Maratta scored one against Stoke. Did he? He yeah. did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. Maratta scored one. One, two, yeah. three. You've got five. Oh, left. Hughes, Hughes, of course, scored one, didn't he? Well Mark, done. Jonathan trick. gets in with the God old guy. God's sake, of course he bloody. And then the other, but the other thing, you just think of the strikers. Uh, uh, Anelka must yes, have scored. Yes, Nicholas Anelka. Uh, and Torres must have scored one. Yes, QPR. <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, God, who else? Who else? Did Eto score one? He did against Man United. Well, few, you've only few, got few. one left, and you've probably missed the best of all. I mean, I cannot believe you've not mentioned him. Uh, In fact, I mentioned him right at the beginning of the show. That's how dumb you two are. We did Lampard. <laughs> we did Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for Wasn't God's that... sake. Didier Drogba. Oh, Come Didier. on. He did that one. Yeah. <laughs> he did that one, surely. Uh, yeah. So there you go. So basically, Chelsea have scored 27 hat-tricks in the Premier League era, but uh, with 19 scorers. So there you go. Uh, and I, I, what, I, what I looked at when I did my research, which was really interesting, we scored, because actually it, you'd be amazed how few hat-tricks have been scored in the Premier League, really. Uh, and there was a period when, you know, Chelsea got 
three hat-tricks basically in a row. No other player from any other team scored a hat-trick in between us, if you see what I mean, which is, I think, rather good. So there you go. Anyway, um, thank you for allowing us to uh, indulge ourselves indulge there. Indulge. You all like... did very well, actually, on Mixler. Benny, Benny the Blue didn't. He put Terry down. <laughs> Dan Francisco put Graham Stewart down. <laughs> no. Stephen Murr put Maluda down. <laughs> Sanchez said Robin did. <laughs> Uh, Kesman? Come on, somebody's taking the piss there with that one. <laughs> if she don't come, you are having a laugh and you know it. Uh, Mutu, he's, been, he's really taken the piss. He's gone for Mutu and Kesman. Now right. I know he's having a laugh. Yeah. Uh, but actually, they've done pretty well. They got they pretty much picked up most of them between them. Mark Steen, no. So there you go. So that was a bit of fun. Um, but it doesn't happen very often. And uh, the fact that Christian Pulisic... Um, announced himself with a hat-trick is absolutely wonderful in my book but uh, he also if there was any doubt that he was the man of the match he also got the most goals he had the most shots he had the most shots on target and he and he created the most chances um tony what an absolutely fundamentally brilliant way to announce yourself to chelsea well yes and and um you know i think we've all we've all watched the the, the running battle on twitter between the, the people who've actually sort of at some point said Frank Lampard's being racist by not choosing him and and this sort of stuff. People but with an obvious justice, how just massive, massive, massive. They've got absolutely no clue how football works yeah. or what I call proper football. They may well know about American football and MVPs and that sort of shit, but I tell you now, they don't know MVP much. MVP didn't score a hat trick. No, no, <laughs> but I just think it's uh, it's great. It's good to see, and also the fact that. He seems to have been patient. He seems to. Um, uh, there's been a few stories where people have tried to twist his dissatisfaction out of out of kilter, and Frank Lampard's put that absolutely back in its box the minute it's been mentioned to him in any interview. Um, you know, it's it's as Tony Pulis says, it's all about working hard. Um, you got to work hard. You know, uh, and I think that's that's exactly what he's done. Listen, we we are in the middle of a. You know, even with players injured, we have a, a rich selection problem on our hands at the moment because everybody wants to play and everybody wants to prove themselves. What a great it's a position great spirit in the club as well, isn't there, Tony? You can well, it tell- is. <clears throat> it's just lifted. You know, I, I, I sat here last season on, on, on a lot of occasions uh, and I even played the diplomat at one point and said I was on the, the fence about Sarri when I was absolutely being bored shitless. But... You know, I know we're going to talk about Frank later on, but there's a there's a there's a there's a good feeling about the club at the moment, a, a reconnection, and I think that's the biggest part. Of oh, Benny, ben, are you, Benny, you you you. I mean, this is the trouble, right? Two two nations separated yeah. by the same language, mate. Yeah, it's, it's called irony. He's not he's yeah. not digging out American fans at all. I'm digging out American fans or fans of any nation who sit there saying that Pulisic should have just been played because he was 58 million quid's worth of player. No. No, 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 no. It doesn't no, work. No, wasn't, mate, because I know Tony very well. Yeah. You see. And, and Frank, and, you Frank know. is actually, um, Frank, you know, Frank's actually turned around. And, and Benny, you just don't understand. Frank said, I don't have first and second choices. I pick who I pick from training. You know, you, you need to get over yourself, mate. Anyway, about, but, uh, I, yeah. think, I think the point that Tony was making, that there were some people on Twitter, I mean, not that anybody yeah, yeah. should really take any notice of Twitter, but were no. coming out with absolute error nonsense about Frank being xenophobic and all the rest of it. And I think that's what Tony was having a dig out. Not at yeah. Americans, because actually what the... I talked about this, uh, I mean, not that any of you lot listen to it, and I don't blame you, really, but on the wonderful uh, Fans Forum uh, Love Sport radio show that I do on a Sunday afternoon... Um, I spent ages actually talking about um, 
how how delighted actually all the Yanks were. You, it was just, it was lovely actually to see it because one thing I think I really do understand is how, and I know this because I know a lot of the Yanks who, who support who support Chelsea and 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 those that don't actually, but they're just so delighted and so desperate to see a, a young American kid, um, you know, do well at a Premier League club, much much in the same way that. We who grew up over here are so delighted to see some of our youngsters who grew yes. up in the manor do so well. There's such a sense of connection and pride when there that is. happens, and for that to happen for them, for the Americans, I think is just brilliant. They were just yes. so delighted I, and so desperate I, to see him do well, and I think it's brilliant. Yeah, can I just say, football fans, and I will say Chelsea fans as well, we are we are nation and race agnostic. I can't give a monkey's where no. they're from. Could I, I genuinely couldn't. I mean, you know, I've not. I've got. saying we should pray English. Pray. I'm not a, a, a member of the. I don't football give a shit where they come from. Yeah, I don't care where they come from. As long Absolutely. as they're good enough. Assumption that he should be that Lampard should pick a player purely on reputation. Yes, exactly. It's absolutely ridiculous. You, he's watching them in training all the time, and he makes a decision. And as he said afterwards, he wasn't convinced that he'd been fit enough. Because he came back. In fact, there was the bizarre thing of him saying he presented himself with uh, after only a week having played internationally, and it, and and Lampard thought that he, he should have had more time off because he thought he was a bit knackered when he came and played. I think. And, I think. Sorry, go on, Jonathan. I didn't really finish. Carry on. No, 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 I don't mind you interrupting me. I'm just, you know. Well, I, it just occurred to me, you know, just to pick up from what you said, really. And I thought, I mean, this. I think this is the question I asked in the script, really, wasn't it? You know, I I think that. I think that Frank has actually, you know, handled his introduction really, really well. Because, I mean, I remember we said this at the beginning of the season, you know, he had no he had no rest. It was brilliant that uh, he was so keen to come back and, uh, you know, prove himself, if you like. Um, but, you know, Frank kind of was worried about his fitness levels. He, I thought he was brilliant in the Super Cup final against Liverpool. But there have also been occasions when he just didn't look quite at it. He wasn't Perhaps very not. good in the Sheffield United game, Jude. Exactly. He wasn't very really good. No, we no. Can't well, I was about to go. say that. I was about yeah. to say that. Yeah. There, were, there were times when he looked a bit out of his depth and a bit, yeah. a bit un- not understanding tactically what he needed to do. And we all know what Frank's diktat is. What I love about Frank Lampard as, as a, an ex-player and somebody who played very recently... And also somebody who was not blessed with the best natural talent you've ever seen in a player. Frank's game was built upon him working extremely hard, or working hard, as Tony Pulis and Tony Glover have said. And, <laughs> and that's what he respects. So I think there's a real honesty about the way that Frank yeah. Lampard manages players. And I think they like that and they respond to that because they know exactly where they are. So he's yeah. saying to Pulisic, look, mate, I think you've got all the talent in the world, but you need to sort this out and you need to sort that out. And if you work hard for me, if you put it in, in the training, I will give you a fair, fair crack of the whip. So exactly. he's not he's not not pushed this kid down. He's not ostracized him. He said, "Do what you need to do, and you'll get a fair crack of the whip." He's given him this opportunity, and my God, did he take it! How but I think it was immensely canny, Chidge, as well, to play him in this game because Adoy had played has been playing really well, mm. and I think it was he thought, "Let's give him a go." He's obviously been doing been doing well, hasn't he? In in once again in training. It's the big thing with Frank. We'll keep going on about it. And he keeps going on about it every time he's interviewed. It's training. If they train hard, he wants them. He says he puts them through big, big effort effort training sessions, which are he wants them to play absolutely as hard as they can. There's no sitting back and and thinking I'm going to be picked. And he and he selects them according. Yeah. So you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's the way he does it. So, so the very fact that Pulisic 
got got selected means he's been doing well in training. He's paid attention to what he's been told to do because he tracked back better and uh, and was and was it was fantastic. And and then Adoy came on and was 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 equally competent. Yeah. So you just go well, you know, great. He's it's but he. he I don't know. He may not even select him on Wednesday. You don't know. He's going to be f- working out who he thinks will work fit better. You know, I have to make a comparison with the English rugby side. He just chooses teams that that he thinks will f- will fit the the opposition that we're playing. We're obviously going to play the same way we play, but he's thinking in terms of who we, who is going to possibly be be better in a certain area. And it's 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 because they're playing so well as well. It's got it's a it's a wonderful situation to be in. And um, you know, I, I feel slightly ashamed at having, in a sense, in champion Sarri from last year, <laughs> not not realizing that this season. Go to this confession, season, Jonathan. It's all right. You'll you'll. No, it's all right. It's all right to say that. But no, well, but I, I, I wasn't. I was just always attempting to to see the good in Sarri, and then you realize that. Frank's way of playing. He wasn't, he wasn't all it, bad, mate. This no, he is wasn't. the thing. It, it, I think. I think that society as a whole, Twitter especially, uh, is so so paranoid, schizoid. Everything is seen in black and white. Uh, the reality is that everything in life has nuance. It's it's. Yeah. We live in a in a very, you know, confluent world. It's not split down the middle as black and white. What Dean Mears made an excellent point, by the way, uh, Jonathan and Tony. A minute ago, quite right. It, it deserves a mention, uh, and I would hate to feel that we were lumping this all on Frank because actually Pulisic deserves a huge amount of credit because he's clearly taken the advice as well. I'll, re- I'll just read what Dean says. Actually, the person yeah. who deserves the most credit is Pulisic himself. Took the advice on board, worked hard, forced himself into Frank's plans. Didn't yeah. make a fuss, is what I would also add there, Dean. Exactly. He performed when he got that chance, and that you cannot ask more of a player. And I think he is should be royally applauded for that, which I think we're doing. So there you go. Yeah. I'm just going to move this on, Tony, because um, one of the things I was most excited about watching him play uh, on Saturday was, you know, a lot of our a lot of our forward players. Um, I mean, Hudson Odoi will do this too. I think, to be fair, yes. But, you know, I, I I compared and contrasted him with William on the on the radio show yesterday. You know, William always does the same thing. You know, he kind of goes down the wing, beats a couple of people, does a few tricks, and then he nearly always kind of goes on that curving run inside. Quite, you know, either to kind inside. of yeah, yeah, either to let one fly or, or or inevitably then pass, and then we have to start again. What I loved about uh, Pulisic, especially on Saturday, was the fact that this guy gets the ball and he just runs straight at defenses, and it scares the shit out of them, mm. and he will then pull the trigger and quite often you know well yesterday you know he scored two goals because of it that's what I used to like about Hazard in his pomp was that that's what he would do and 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 I think that's what we need you know we need a couple of players who can do that now I'm not trying to say that he's he's going to replace Hazard because I think that was a really sad thing that happened to him when we bought him that he was overloaded with that pressure yes how delightful it is to see another player in the Hazard mould who's prepared to do that well this is this is this was always my issue last last year was the fact that players were discouraged actively discouraged from running other players it was all ping pong football dressage wasn't it pass 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 you know um, and and, and it almost like yeah, like I describe it: football, dressage, football, basketball. Call it what you like. But um, and I, and fans don't want to see that. Fans want to see players taking players on. They want to see players beating players. They want to see good tackles. They want to see all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think you're right. Hudson Adoy has no fear when running at players. This was a, it's almost like watching. Um, do you remember the feeling you got when you first saw Arnie Robin? You know. Yeah. 
we all thinking like, Christ, this bloke looks 40. He's only supposed to be 21 in he or something, but he looked about 40, didn't he, even then? And, um, uh, uh, and then when he saw him play, you thought, Jesus Christ, this boy, look at him. He's running at players. He's skinning players. And, and him and Duff swapping sides and all that sort of stuff. Mesmerising. Mesmerising football. And um, I see that with... With what we got now, I see Hudson Odoi running, and to see Pulisic, Pulisic, I, I prefer Pulisic. Pulisic. Apparently, he's. Yeah. I've checked him out actually, and apparently, he's happy with either. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, that's the, good, good because because it, it's a bit weird having Kovacic. Yeah, but and, the American pronunciation is Pulisic. Yeah. Well. Okay. I'll, I'll stick with what I, I. I mean, I'll call them Ajax, not Ajax. So. Well, I know. always call them Ajax <laughs> for that very reason. You know? Yeah, but um, I, 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 I look at it and I think it was really refreshing because he. I think he came on against Newcastle, didn't he, for the last 20 minutes? Didn't he? Pulisic. Um, and then, you know, he had that brilliant little um, bit in, 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 in Amsterdam. And that was a cracking game on, on, on Saturday. Uh, and he, he looked, he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like he's making his debut. He looked like a, yeah. an established player. And like I said, he's not going to be another Eden Hazard. I, th- I think this is, what you know, it's, it's like every player from 1970 onwards. And J.K. will probably remember this maybe even a bit, but the new church is every player was the new Pele. Yeah. You're yeah. just putting this fucking massive pressure on people. But when you look at it and your next point, you, you, you've got, you know, written down here about, you know, we're getting goals from everywhere. I sat with you in a cramped Ford Transit, getting bumped from pillar to post. I remember it well. Right? And you sat there and you said to me, and I said, well, how's it going? A bit of a blow and all this. And you said to me, the thing was, when you played at school, yeah, when you played football at school, if there was a really good player on a pitch, everyone needs to sit back and go, well, fuck it, let him get on with it, right? He's, he's a, and I, I remember thinking and saying to you at the time, that's a good point. We did the same. We yeah. did the same. Give it to bloody Louis. He's bloody fantastic. He's our weapon. You give him the ball, he'll do it. Uh, and I think once you remove that, it kind of forces everybody into shit. Now we've got to do some work. So I think that we're seeing a bit of that in there as well. And that's a good thing, a very good thing. We did say that a lot, didn't we, last year, Jonathan, that we were, we were you know, over-reliant on Hazard. I mean, I think he contributed to something like 50% of our goals. And I think it's lovely to see that they're coming from everywhere this season, aren't they? Of course, he also, he, he, he was... Uh... He was given the star status, as you've been saying, Tony. But also he didn't fit into the plan. Well, he tried to uh, under Sarri and and looked as if, like everybody, he was playing in a straitjacket. Yeah. So um, uh, in this instance, it's it's you don't need him. You don't actually need Hazard in this setup. And in fact, I, um, I think he if he was playing, you'd obviously love to have somebody with his skill, but he'd have to he'd be playing in, in Frank's plan. Because yeah. Frank has a definite plan, and it's a plan that Pedro doesn't get into, because because yeah. Pedro is too profligate with the ball. He may have the same runs, yeah. but he's he and he's he tries hard to get back. But I reckon his his legs don't quite cut it with this but, the oh, amount oh, of effort that needs to be made yeah. constant running. The person who has completely surprised all of us has has been William, who has fitted into it so perfectly, and I think he's benefited. From Hazard not playing, William. Yeah, yeah. scored another yeah. good goal as well, didn't he? Oh, I mean, just, just 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 to re-emphasise that point, uh, you know, bearing in mind that Hazard scored fifty percent of our goals or something last. I, I forget the stat, but it was around that. So far, Tammy's got nine. Mitch, this is in all competitions, by the way. Tammy's got nine. Mitchy's got four. Mount's got four. Williams got three. Pulisic has got three. Kante's got two. Barkley's got one. Jorginho one. Hudson Odoi one. Pedro one. Alonso one. James one. Tamori one. Zuma one. I mean, that's a really good spread. And the interesting thing there is you've got a really good spread between uh, the 
the out and out strikers, the midfielders, if you like, and uh, you know the defenders. So they are literally coming from everywhere, yeah. and that is what you want to see. And I mean, no doubt Frank's system helps that too. But it's really good. Everybody's stepping up. Everybody is uh, taking responsibility. And I, 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 in the background, I bet you, I bet you, Pedro's being worked on by Frank. I yeah. think he's being worked on because he's a, 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 a another footballer who's blessed us with his loyalty. Never spoken a word out. He, he's he's never been a, a I like an Pedro, big fan, I mate. Do, right? Big and, fan. And, and I bet you he's sitting there, and I bet he's thinking Frank Lampard knows his bollocks, mate. Right? Uh, and we'll see him come back in. He'll get another chance, maybe in a slightly different version of the plan or whatever. This, this what's impressed me more than anything else is. Uh, they, they, we had this worry with Frank Lampard, and this people were already referring it to, referring to it as Frank Lampard's Chelsea, like it was Frank Lampard's derby, you know that sort of thing. You don't hear that about Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Fuck that, they just call him Liverpool. But there's this beautiful thing going on with Frank Lampard that yes, he is going to be tactically naive from time to time. That's for for sure, right? But I tell you what. When he presents himself to the press conferences and the press, and you hear him talk, he's up there with Guardiola. He's up there. With the I, to be fair, Tony, I think his I think his English is uh, yeah. I think his English is better too. To be fair, well, mate. but you, you get my drift. I do. No, I do. He, I'm, he's, I'm he's, toying with you. The way he he is. Uh, what's the word? Port, he's not portent. He, the way he presents himself. His whole his whole. You could listen to him and you think, Christ, this man knows his stuff. And whatever tactical naivety is there, because he's still fairly wet behind the ears, manager he's going to disappear quickly as he picks more and more of this up. So he's learning as much as the players. Yeah. And I think they're all having a fucking big, good time doing that. I, I've sworn a lot tonight, but I'm so passionate well, about Well, I know. We're all absolutely ecstatic. Listen, I'm going to have to break here, but we're going to come back and talk more about the Burnley-Chelsea game. And uh, in particular, we're going to talk about Jorginho and Kovacic because I think that they've been liberated by Frank Lampard. And as a result, I mean, I think that was the most dominant midfield performance I've seen them put in this season I, and COVID, I mean, I'm going to get into this in a minute Zuma and Tomori too they've been very good in defence Zuma has got better and better yeah, and, and uh, we also need to talk about uh, the fact that we did concede two stupid goals and we're a bit sloppy we'll also have the parish notices and I'm also going to talk to you about the next Chelsea special podcast which is an interview with Chopper Harris we will return Real fans Real opinions I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Footballfancast.com. Okay, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. You're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and I've got the delightful Mr. Jonathan Kidd. It's a joy to be on the show. And the Equally delightful, Mr. Tony, or the Reverend Tony Glover. Uh, hi, hi. Nice, yeah. to be, nice to be back, Your Grace. Always lovely to have Should, you. Can I say that picture of, of uh, the man with the cake that was I was we talked about on Friday? That they said somebody said that this looks as if it what Jonathan Kidd does because there was a bloke at uh, Oh yes, Jonathan doing that at Fulham. It's uh, it's more a Fulham thing, um, getting cake out and dividing it, handing it round to the supporters, but. Uh, um, I may say I was. Um, it's it's actually given me ideas. I must remember to take some cake into the uh, into the stands. I'll get my manservant to help me with it while I'm watching. Well, you but, already take sweeties in. What more do you bloody want? Cake. 
Well, obviously. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you can't. You can, well, as we're finding out this season, we can have our cake and eat it too. Uh, I'm jolly. I'm yes, indeed. A bit of a segue. Um, look, just as an overview about the the, the Chelsea Burnley game, um, we played very well. I thought actually, uh, we all thought it might be a tough match. I think everything came off for us too. But let's not be let's not be completely you know blue tinted here. I thought Burnley were were in it very much for twenty minutes in the first half, and you know had. Uh, Ashley Barnes taken a plethora of chances. It would have been a very different game. They were also very much in it. They came out like 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 God knows what in the beginning of the second half. I think the difference was Jonathan. We took our chances and they didn't really. And that's but that's basically the name of the game at this level, isn't it? I think I thought we defended very well actually. Yeah. I thought and Zuma was as I said just before the break. I thought Zuma was outstanding, and I loved the way that um, he kept clattering Barnes. Oh who, yes, who really deserves it. He's such a nasty player. Um, I mean, having said that, I think if he was playing for you and he scored, you'd rather like him. But uh, uh, he's uh, he's such a he's 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 just niggles everywhere. And what I love was the fact he was constantly being deposited on his backside and was appealing to the ref every time Zuma scragged him. And uh, it happened on several occasions. But yeah, but they applied they played a completely different style, which was really interesting to see. Um, uh, whether we could we could deal with it because all they did was boot the ball into the penalty area and look for um, for knockdown ball and uh, and the fact that we stood tall with it and did and, and headed everything out I thought was very commendable other than that one that was headed across the goal that Barnes missed completely um, which he should have scored from but uh, we weathered that storm but, but the thing about the the way we attack is the speed of pass that goes down the other end. To me, we look as if we're going to score every time we attack. It's just a question of, of uh, are we going to get the ball? You know, they they swamped us for this 10 minutes in the second half and the 20 minutes just because they, they managed to keep possession all the time and we couldn't start. There was a period where they were first to the ball. But once we, once we just got into a rhythm, we were then attacking all the time. And for me, it's not a question of, of if it's a question of when because it's so slick the passing is uh, is absolutely phenomenal you know and i predicted on friday chid it would be 4-2 if you remember because did you, re- did you really of course i did it's, bloody I, hell mate i forgot all about that yeah because i mean i, I you know I, I i was it was a shame we had the two goals but but i i i will think we're going to score we're going to score as many as that practically every game playing against the lower the lower teams because we're just too good for them we really are the, the it is f- the the speed of pass and the backing everybody up and the and the the pressing to get the ball is absolutely phenomenal it's uh, there's a job my mouth is constantly slack is open and going wow look at that pass 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 we're at the edge of the penalty area is With that why you want some cake with somebody, that's why I want cake so much. I'm waiting for somebody to put a big, big piece of cake in my mouth as I'm as I'm watching. Um, but no, it's as long as it's gluten free, of course. Um, but, it, it, <laughs> but 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 no, I, I it's it, but it's also not only is it is it brilliant. It's it, it's joyous of the the fact that they're running at everybody all the time because they can't deal with it. And that's why I keep I keep thinking we'll you know we'll have what we've got to do is be more efficient about putting the ball in the net, which we which he did, Pulisic did. But, uh, you know, it was the same to an extent with even with Ajax. We're going to get on to that with which was we look so dangerous all the time with these fantastic passes. Because once again, as you said, Chidget, because Jorginho and Kovacic 
are so in control of that. And then you've got another brilliantly class player in William. Alonso has stepped up. Fantastic. I'm going to butt in, Jonathan, because I've got some breaking breaking news, which will warm the cockles of an old man's heart, i.e. yours. But uh, Arthur J. Travers, uh, self-styled on Mixler, says, I'm a chef and I'm going to bake... JK a cake if that's not li- <laughs> if, if that's not alliterative I don't know what is but he then he Can then just says see? hang on hang on hang on he yeah. then says would Ferrero Rocher be taking the mick <laughs> <laughs> so there you go uh, it's going to end up like test match bloody special on it oh that show. would be so fantastic to say my piece of cake has arrived and uh, oh my goodness me look it's at that another piece of cake it's a my dear old thing my dear old like thing. There's a pigeon on the pitch. Look at it. Just picking up on what you were saying about uh, Jorginho and Kovacic, I think this has been key, actually. And uh, I'm not the first person to say this. I'm not going to take huge amounts of credit for it. But, uh, I I mean, talking of Kovacic, firstly, I I mean, he's improving so much game by game. I thought he was immense uh, yesterday. But the thing that occurs to me, Tony, is that I think that him, uh, also Jorginho, who I think has been immense for us this season, and also Alonso and William. A lot of the players who were really mediocre last year, I do feel that they've been liberated somewhat by Lampard this year. Something's happened. I don't know what, but uh, it looks pretty clear to me. Well, they've, they've, they've been allowed to think and keep the ball and do what they do best, which is play football rather than just get rid of it immediately to someone else in a blue shirt. So they're not following the, the plan. Um, listen, can you hear that noise? If you can't hear it, it's because it's probably all electric. But that's the sound of the humble pie lorry pulling up outside my house. Because I <laughs> because I criticised Kovacic last season. And I'm getting daily deliveries now of, of, of this humble pie. Um, the, the guy is... Cake and pie. God, yeah. Fantastic. He's absolutely turned me upside down. Because last season I thought, what is the point? And as it stands at the moment... I can't see how Kante could get back in the side. There's Georgino and, uh, and Kovacic. And Kovacic, honestly, he seems to be a mixture of Makaleli, Balak, uh, and, and if he could just had a few goals, he'd have lamps in there in that mixture as well. He's fantastic. I mean, honestly, talk about bossing the midfield. He's just phenomenal. And do you know what? Uh, it's, it's that water carrier. Maybe it was the water carrier bloke. Was it Deschamps? Deschamps. Deschamps. Right. He just gets the ball, moves it, passes it. So there's a bit of Fabregas in there. I'll tell you what, I'm, he's our most improved player. In fact, when we were at the Newcastle game, there was a, was it Newcastle? I think it was a Newcastle game, um, there was a guy who was absolutely off his tits. Um, and he's got this one, he got this one man song going about um, Kovacic. He's the man. He blew, he blew out Barcelona and then Milan or Madrid and then Milan to come to church. It's a fantastic song. He had us all singing it because we were all going, do you know he's got a point? This, this guy is just superb. And, and Jorginho, Sarri's son, in, you know, getting, getting booed and I don't ever agree with that. Uh, and this season, again, liberated, freed up. Whatever Frank Lampard is doing, and maybe this is the advantage of having played at the highest levels internationally, at club level, a Champions League winner, won every bloody trophy there is to win or whatever. Maybe that's the advantage you're seeing from Frank Lampard. This is what players want. I know what they want. This is how we can best um, exploit it Uh, rather than rather than doing it on an iPad. That's One of the game. things well, that I, I really like about Kovacic, actually, which I think will become an increasing theme, and I, and I love this, actually, the fact that he can't score. I, I, this is, this is going to become Mikel-like, I think. And I think the scenes, the scenes when he eventually scores a goal is just going to be absolutely yeah, stupendous, isn't it? It is. 
It is. And I I've got just looked at show time on it. It's a shame he can't hit a bound door. Listen, he doesn't need to. Nah. If we're getting goals from all across the other parts of the pitch, you know, uh, McAuley scored one goal as far as I remember. It was a penalty, which he got on the rebound. Uh, and it was a courtesy penalty as far as I'm concerned. Yet, no one criticised him. He said, oh, he doesn't score goals. I don't care. These players like Kovacic and that, they are unsung heroes. And and if ever a, uh, there was a lad who seems to want to prove that Chelsea did the right thing in signing him, giving him that chance that he wasn't going to get a Madrid Kovacic's him, and I absolutely think he's he's been fantastic. And he never get man of the match because he doesn't score goals. But what a what a player! What a player! He's the cleaner. I like him. He cleans things up. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, you mentioned Mount. Uh, his moving and passing is is rather tasty as well. Um, but I, you also the other a minute ago you mentioned Zuma. Uh, you know, clattering Barnes three times, which I absolutely salivated at. I have to be honest. But I think, or I mean, in the old days when we used to have these the, the Guinness moments and the celery moments and all of that kind of malarkey. Um, this would have absolutely taken the biscuit, I think, and that was Tamori's last-ditch tackle on McNeil. Wasn't that incredible? <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Right. Yeah. This, yeah. This, was, this is the thing. This is what you go to football to see, isn't it? Not tippy-tappy, bloody... I loved it, mate. It was fantastic. You got that wrong, that would have yeah. been a penalty. Of course it would, absolutely. So, you know, more, more, more fair play to him. Again, I'll go back to that. The whole thing at the moment is a joy to watch. It's just okay. lifted... lifted I've not met a Chelsea fan yet who's gone, well, we could better last season. Or we, no, not I mean, everybody's no, it. Everyone, you know, in that pub that day, the Newcastle game, it's just the, the, the bounce, the bounce that he's given fans. That's that's massive. But also the, the jealousy that has been created with other clubs as well who are posting on Twitter that, uh, you know, Chelsea have got, the, got it completely right. They've got legends involved in coaching and managing the team. And they're uh, and they're integrating the youth, and it's almost like a template that that others would like to to emulate. It's um... I think it's more envy than jealousy. Actually, it was really interesting because I was talking to uh, Miles, who was my kind of you know fellow, uh, you know, who was in the studio with me yesterday. He's a decent lad, actually, even if he is a Spurs fan. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I was having an argument with him about why Chelsea are so loved this season because I, I obviously I came out with the Chidge line that I hate I hate this being loved by everybody. I much prefer to being hate and despised by all the other football <laughs> fans in the world. And he said basically it's very simple. He said you've got Frank Lampard. People like and have always liked Frank Lampard. Doesn't matter what club they're from, they've always liked him. He's just such a likable guy. So maybe yeah. it's that. And uh, right now, talking to people who are not particularly likable, I have to say I, I am a big fan of uh, Sean Dyche, as I've said on air many times. Ditto, ditto. Yeah, I think I I'm love not, him. Well I, well, I know that, but you know, I do like him. But I have to say, I thought he was rather salty, rather salty after the game, Jonathan. Um, about the Hudson Odoi VAR decision. Now, he was—he's done this before, actually. In fact, he did it last season when we walloped them four 0 And I do think he's just trying to distract and deflect at the end of the day. But um, you know, I—I think I think uh, Hudson Odoi was very unfortunate to get a booking for a dive because I, he was clearly pushed in the back. He was pushed in the back by what was it Loughton, and they completely got what it. What an appropriate wrong. name for a, a Burnley player, Lout. Uh, yes, very clever. Yes, of course, Lout. Yes, you should be called Yobbo-ton, shouldn't you? Really? Well, that that would have kind of worked, but not quite as well. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, and I don't know why I said it. But um, <laughs> uh, on reflection, yeah, uh, on reflection, I'll take that back. Um, I'll edit that out, John. So um, I actually, it was, once again, it was 
VAR being absolutely ridiculous because they didn't bother to look at the frames properly or what was going on. They immediately thought that it was to do with the contact of the foot. And why didn't they just look at it a little bit further back and notice that Loughton had pushed him to the floor, for God's sake? It was so obviously a penalty. It was absolutely dreadful. Oh, I, I, oh, gee. And of course, it's, um, he wouldn't, old Dyche at the end wouldn't admit that he just, you know, he was disgraced for all these youngsters throwing themselves to the ground. He didn't. Even on the pitch, he said to Loughton, he said, You pushed me. He said, Ref, I've been pushed. It's not about, I wasn't tripped. I was pushed over. Big shove in the back. What was the bloke looking at on uh, at Stockley Park? They are so inept. There was a wonderful moment match of the day when uh, Mariner fell over and um, fell to the ground and uh, somebody, somebody, one of them, um, was it Keown, said, oh, look, looking rather like an old man falling over there. And I thought, well, yeah, absolutely bloody right. He is an old man. And they should not be refereeing. They are completely past their sell-by date. It has become absurd, the whole process. The whole business of VAR being run by this group of completely inept people. I am so bemused. And then you see the contrast we talked before with the TMO in the rugby. All involved. We see it on the screen. This and they still is... got it wrong. Who did? The TMO in the New Zealand, uh, the All Blacks England game. Which bit? The Underhill try. Definitely a try. I'm no, not having it. No, 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 no. They were absolutely right. It doesn't matter. Regardless of that, Chief. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the second one was nonetheless, what's more happening a is a debate occurs, doesn't it? The referee looks at it, doesn't accept what's going on. They need to go and in VAR. They need to look at the screen. Totally the ref, right. They need to do all this process. It's becoming absolutely ridiculous. They must not also... They've got to involve us as uh, as the as the, yes. the audience, as the public. They have to play it on the screen. The referee has to say what is going on. We have to be given a presence. What is the matter with them? I, I'm so fed up with it, uh, mate. I tell you, 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 I could, Jonathan. I couldn't disagree with a word of that. I think you absolutely bang on, and I think particularly that they. They really need to be looking at the screen. I think. I think what the, what pisses me off most is that, you know, you're substituting one idiot for another idiot. I yeah. can deal with yeah. one idiot, yeah, but completely. not two idiots. Yeah. And actually, well, the, think... the, the, the serious point in that is that they're taking the responsibility away from the referee on the pitch, and that is just so bloody wrong. He needs to be. I don't have a problem with them going. Look, mate, you might have got that wrong. Go and have a look on the screen. He looks on the screen, and then he makes the decision. That yeah. I have no problem with. I, I've. I, I, I've, I mean, I, I, dis- I actually disagree. I, I don't think it was a penalty. I don't think it was a, book- a booking for simulation either. Uh, I, I, I think it's one of those the referee could have easily just said, get up and get on with it and leave it at that. Yeah. I genuinely think that. Okay, I don't think there was enough of a push. Well, I don't think there was enough of a push to push him why over. Fall over then. But I well because actually because he was he, you know it looked like he was contemplating the fact that the guy's leg was there and then the guy pulled his leg. I'm not here dis- I'm not going to debate that with you. I disagree with you. I think it wasn't a penalty and it wasn't a booking. Okay, and that's that's you can't change as a referee. You've got to make a decision. You can't. Hey, I'm not going to time out. Time this. out because I'm you can't, saying, I can't. That's my listen, opinion. It doesn't matter because basically, when you both talk, nobody can hear either of you. Because what happens on Skype is you cancel each other out. That's I, I, why. 
the point I'm trying to make is not about that. I disagree with Jonathan. That is the end of it. There's no changing my mind on it. However, a fantastic tweet went out today from Dara O'Brien. Today was my first time attending a match where Avar ruled out a goal. I was wildly celebrating and still don't have any idea why it was disallowed. He says, whatever the merits for the decision, not telling people in the stadium anything is bullshit and contemptuous of paying punters, which was retweeted by Henry Winter, who's very well respected. Please note, Mike Riley, it's good to talk, communicate, explain, engage. PG Mole are currently perceived as contemptuous of fans inside the stadium. Open up. That's my biggest problem with VAR. Bang on. Bang on. Completely. Completely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move it on. Um, we, we really ought to talk about uh, the, the two goals we conceded. Oh, bloody hell. It's not good for an old man's heart. I mean, it was, it was clear they were backing off and clear that they switched off. Um, I've got to be honest. I thought, I thought uh, you know, Jade Rodriguez, Rodriguez's goal, easy for me to say, was, was a bit of, bit of hit and hope, really, to be yeah. fair. But I just, I just wondered, JK, do you think, do you think um, Kepa was a little bit at fault for that goal? He didn't get anywhere near it, and I'm kind of feeling maybe he should have done, or am I being a bit unfair? No, I think you're being a bit unfair. I think I think the major problem was that nobody closed him down. Everybody yeah. backed away. I thought that was bizarre. There was a kind yeah. of inevitability. Do you, think they were, do you think they were not actually expecting Jay Rodriguez to actually belt that one out like that? Uh, that's... Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually, I personally think he's a really good player. I think yeah. he was excellent at West Brom. He played for England, didn't he, once? Was he a Southampton yeah. boy yeah, as well? Yeah, he was Southampton. But it was him and um, Lalania played together, didn't they? Uh, um, uh, and they were, they were a really excellent combination when Southampton were pretty good. You remember there was that period where Southampton seemed to have a hell of a lot of good players. And, uh, and I, I, I was, um, I've always liked him. I've always thought he was a really class act. Um, so, you know, I, it didn't surprise me at all. I think he's a top player. I just thought we were we were a bit um, we just backed off him. Nobody went to challenge him at all because they didn't they didn't think he could do it. But if you'd seen him play in the past, you'd have thought, yeah, he can do that kind of thing. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it was Kepper's problem. I think I think but, the second one was was just unfortunate because that was a that was actually basically a deflection, and that can happen. But I mean, let's not be too critical of Kepper because I I mean he kept us in the game with that uh, superb yes. save in the first half, didn't he, Tony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he did. Listen, um, that Jay Rodriguez goal was like that. Remember that Jordan Henderson when he scored against us and oh, Daniel Sturridge yeah. last season those players 99 times out of 100 they're not going to do that yeah. again so, why you know, always us why yeah, always I know, us then? I know I know do you know what else? I've always seen that as a punishment since Essien's thumper it was at Arsenal yeah. where he absolutely you know, it was still it was still taking off when it hit the battle of the net and I always think there's a football in God's summer gone, oh, you're going to pay for that for years now Chelsea you know what I mean um, yeah. but you know the minute he left it, I I, I, I I'm less critical of that goal than I am the second goal, which was just an appalling piece of switching off from so yeah. many so many players. And, and it ironically started with Pulisic actually losing the ball up the pitch. Pulisic. Um, but yeah, do you know, this is, this is, it's nothing more than inexperience and inexperience is, is always going to be uh, a, a little bit of an Achilles heel, I think for us during the course of this season, because for a lot of these players, for Tamori, for oh, they're all playing at a level above anywhere where they've played before, um, and, and you will get mistakes capitalised on. And and teams like Burnley, they they, they will fight. They you know they they they're never going to give in. They're never going to roll over. They're not going to do what Southampton <coughs> did against Leicester or Newcastle did against Leicester. Really, 
Um, because Sean Dice just isn't the sort of manager that's going to accept that. And they know that. They know if they get back in that dressing room um, and they've done that, he's, he's going to rip them limb from limb. So I, I, I'm not critical of the first one. The second one, but do you know what? I think that'll get ironed out. Because let's face it, we haven't conceded from a set piece there. We've conceded an open play. Um, so it's almost switched the other way around. And and um, like you said, Kepa, you know, I, I don't know, are people looking just to have a dig at another goalkeeper? Are they still living in the Peter Czech housing days? You know, we don't like Courtois because he's this and that. And now Kepa, and, and I look at him and I think he's still a very young goalkeeper. I, I go by the words of the mighty Clayton Beerman, who knows a thing or two about goalkeeping. Um, and he thinks he's a very, very good goalkeeper who's only going to get better. So, um, you know, that's good enough for me. Hmm. I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I, I do think it's, it, that save in the first half was absolutely top class, mate. And he's yeah. capable of doing that. He's a good keeper. Yeah. Um, okay, let's wrap this uh, little bit up. Um, I think uh, that, in, in short, we are without doubt exceeding expectations. We're, we're in a Mr. Kipling style, really. Uh, we're making exceedingly good expectations. Um, seven wins in a row. 21 goals scored, fourth in the league. There's also a four-point buffer between us and fifth, which I don't didn't even think possible at the beginning of the season. Top of the Champions League group, and apparently we've broken some sort of an, an away record by scoring the most goals in consecutive away games. 3-2 against Norwich, 5-2 against Wolves, 4-1 against Saints, and 4-2 against Burnley, Jonathan. It's all rather lovely, isn't it? It's joyous, as I've said. It's It's... <laughs> it's it's just it's uh, saintly it, it's ooh. worth having a laurel <laughs> <laughs> but it, it but it's it sort of if if they can i'm really surprised they they can keep it up because i thought you know we would suffer from just being knackered with it but it the the amount of pressure that they put on the 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 it's not even breaking from defense it's just it's just getting the ball as I've said, it's lovely triangles and and beautiful long distance passes, and then the skill of flicking it on, and then little passes in the penalty area that they're all so capable of, and uh, and shots on goal. It's just you know you just uh, you 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 think they're going to score all the time. It's just brilliant. I, I'm 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 um, I'm trying to think of a of a period in Chelsea's history that um, is comparable, and it, it's. It is comparable with Robin and Duff. It is comparable mm. at that period, but that was um, it was a different style of play. It wasn't as it, it wasn't as exhilarating. It was still pretty exhilarating, but it was more down to those two. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because they yeah. were so skillful. They were. I mean, Robin is one of my favourite Chelsea players ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the way they used to swap sides. Yeah, which, yeah. Which appeared random, but patently wasn't. But, wasn't you know, absolutely. They obviously had a plan there, but, it, you know, just as one defender think they would go, they'd go to Duff, they suddenly found themselves facing Robin. Complete yeah. different, fabulous days. And, and, I think I, that's I, one, I, of, one of the aspects of the, yeah. all, all three of them can do, Mount, um, yeah. Anderson, uh, and and, and uh, Adoy, is this a business of, they're so on top of you all the time. They're so, and they're running at you. It's so... Um, um, it's scary for the defenders, and speed is just something they don't deal with. Yeah, um, and, and it's uh, it, the fact that they've arrived at it so soon in the season. I mean, yes. I hope we, don't, hope we don't come for a fall, but I can't. I can't see it if they're all if they're playing out of their skins in training, and it just gets better and better, and they get more yeah. and more confident. I mean, it, you know, they they they. Let's hope it extends to United on Wednesday. You know, we're well, gonna, yeah. 
we're going to get onto that, aren't we? Yeah, so. I think we are. And I, th- I think the thing I always look at is, is that, you know, they will, they learn more through the, the bad games. You learn more. You, you, it, it's, I was talking to Chidge when we walked up to the game at Newcastle and then, you know, the best songs were written in, you know, the best love songs are written in pain, aren't they? They're not mm. written because they're all happy go daisy. And I think you learn the bigger lessons from the defeats, from the, from the hard, hard ones, not the ones where you get stuff nine nil out of sight. That's not going to teach you very much other than you, you probably shouldn't be playing football. Um, but the, the Liverpool 2-1, where you know the whistle goes at the end of the game and Liverpool are breathing a sigh of relief because they knew Chelsea were absolutely all over them. Another five minutes, we would probably add an equaliser. And I think that's the thing I'm seeing. It is, it's also this, this, this lovely biting uh, football where we are going in on players. We're not sitting back. We're not all constantly sitting back all the time, letting them come at us, letting them come at us. You know, if there's a, a good player on the ball, we'll put two players on him. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll try and get the ball. We'll, we'll run from behind them when their mates haven't shouted man on and take the ball off them. And that's that's something that yeah, we've done it from time to time in the past, but this lot are doing it regularly. They're, it's almost, I don't know what you think or JK, what you think, but it's almost like playing when you were a teenager. You're playing with kind of the joy of the game. You haven't had the football, the joy drummed out of you. Yeah. So if you go in and you nip the ball off of somebody, your manager applauds you and doesn't tell you off. That's not your job. And that's the difference I'm seeing. It's all sounding very romantic, fluffy, no, but sitting I mean, on that, the bed, but it's, it's how it feels to me at mate, the moment. That is exactly how it feels. I, I, just the last point on all of this, which I think goes unnoticed a lot, actually, but every game, home and yes. away, but particularly away, and this is a massive difference, and you know, not just last year, but I think this has been creeping in for... Goodness gracious me, a long time. I and I, I couldn't put a, 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 a well. I'd say possibly since we lost Frank and uh, JT, really. But um, you know, every match, home and away, you know, Frank and the players go to the support and give them a proper, proper, uh, you know, round of applause. And I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, this is. You might think this is, this this doesn't mean anything, and it's a load of old bollocks. But you know, the fact that they 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 a invariably didn't do it for the last few years and b um you know well they just used to scuttle down the tunnel i mean this this gets mentioned at the fans forum and complaints to the club and you know what it really matters you know if you've spent a lot of money and i mean bloody hell burnley's a grim old place to go and it takes forever to get up there you know the least that they can do is to is to say thank you very much and and celebrate with the fans and you know under frank they've been doing this every match and i'm really really glad to see it right okay talking of uh Grim cold places. It's time for me to plug uh, my weekly plug for the big Stamford Bridge sleep out. Um, there are those of you who are yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who now know that I'm doing this. But basically, uh, together with the Chelsea Supporters Trust and all sorts of other uh, good uh, people, um, we're all having a big sleep out on the 16th of November. So we should be donning our sleeping bags and anything else to try and keep us warm and sleeping out for charity uh, and they're two great charities actually it's the Sir Oswald Stoll Foundation who are our next door neighbours at Stamford Bridge who look after homeless veterans and uh, the Glass Door Charity who's one of the, the biggest uh, homeless charities in London uh, so they look after a lot of the homeless people which is I, I, as I've said many many times before and I shall say it again I think it's a scourge on our society that we have people who have to sleep rough and don't have a home to live in it's 2019 for God's sake you know the, the yeah. amount of money this country produces it's an absolute yeah, yeah. it's sh- it's shocking and anybody in any position of power should should be ashamed of themselves for allowing this to continue 
and I'm very passionate about the the homeless issues, as was my one of my big heroes, Ray uh, Ray Wilkins, of course, as you all know. So if you want to uh, to help me out, to help them out, uh, then you you can sponsor me uh, at uk.virginmoneygiving.com/slash David Chigi. That's uk.virginmoneygiving.com/slash David Chigi. Uh, there, I've got various links on Facebook and, and Twitter that I'm sure you can find, and I shall re, re put it up there. It's only about 19 days to go now. Uh, people have been unbelievably generous, uh, actually. Um, I won't give personal shout outs on air because some people don't like that, but uh, if you listen to this show and you've donated, you know who you are. Um, and uh, I'm I'm so humbled actually. It's just really humbling. People have been absolutely lovely. Thank you so much for your massive generosity. And I swear, no matter how bloody uncomfortable and cold I get, I will not let you down. Um, uh, the other thing is, of course, I like to call this "spend the night sleeping with your favourite Chelsea fans" because it's kind of exactly that. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm there. There's a few other well-known people. I mean, well, I say well-known. That sounds very fat-headed of me. I didn't really mean it like that. Uh, Canners is going to be there. There'll be a few others uh, as well, no doubt. So uh, I feel uh, like yeah, I've been cheated on now because you did sleep. We did sleep in the in the same room. Yeah, for three but we nights. were in a five-star <laughs> hotel, mate. So it's slightly different, wasn't it? Yeah, you true. Know? Yeah, and we were we were warmed by by copious amounts of Belgium. Beer. We were indeed, and uh, so I mean, actually, Tony knows better than most what a nightmare it is sleeping with me. The other seventy odd people who are going to be out there with me have yet to enjoy that uh, delight, aren't they, Tony? <laughs> yeah, they are indeed, mate. They what are indeed. What do you do, Chich, that we should know? When I you don't sleep? know. I, I think Tony's the best judge of that. Really, the, I, I can tell you now. I have never met anybody with such a elongated go to bed routine and get up in the morning routine. <laughs> As, as this man, do you know what I mean? If you ever get to share a room with him, J.K., yeah. make sure you go to the toilet before he does. Oh, I like if you need. Dump, if mate. you need to go, you need to go first. <laughs> that's the only advice I can give. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, bless that's fantastic you. advice, Tony. Thank oh, you very much. You. It, it could have been far. I mean, the funny thing is, when Tony, before we went off on this World War One trip, Tony and I were both equally apologetic and worried about keeping each other awake with snoring. <laughs> And yet, and yet neither of us heard a peep out of each other. No, it was really bizarre. No. No, no, very, we very did odd. Not. We did have earplugs, though, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> oh, dear, and, that's funny. And, and we're fairly possibly anaesthetised and socially uh, relaxed. Yes, we were. Uh, OK, right, moving swiftly along. Anyway, people, you know what to do. Uh, there's lots of people doing it. You don't have to just sponsor me or, or me at all. There are plenty of other people you can sponsor as well, but it's lovely if you can. So thank you. Uh, right, Patreon, uh, talking of sponsoring and patronage. Uh, we do have a Patreon account, as you all know. It's at patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, I'm, again, humbled that so many people uh, bung us a few quid every month, which is just absolutely lovely. Um, so please keep doing it. I really appreciate it. But uh, it's also a good way to keep in touch with me. Um, I do tend to try and reply. I can't all the time. I'm very busy. What can I say? But I will always try. And the other thing, of course, is that everybody who has asked me for uh, a, a mini Kerry Dixon banner, I have collected this all into a spreadsheet so I can start sending them out I'm going to wait until after Friday okay there's a very good reason that I'm doing that there's a very good reason why I'm waiting till after Friday to do that so uh, so there you go so um, 
Uh, you'll just have to be a bit patient, then I'll start sending them out next week. But I think you'll twig by the end of this show as to why I'm waiting until after Friday. Um, if anybody else who, who uh, is a Patreon member wishes to have a mini Kerry Dixon banner, then they need to let me know quick because they are running out. They're running out fast. Anyway, as I said, uh, email us. You know, if you want your emails read out, Patreon's also a good place to put it. I shall, you know, when I ever get time, I will start thinking about other things I can do to reward you, lovely, faithful. Chelsea hardcore supporters, you are wonderful. Uh, now, um, this is not really a reward, but um, it's 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 a project very close to my heart, which uh, I'm very excited about. Um, which uh, I got approached by the wonderful Martin King, who who's uh, the author of uh, Hulifan One and Hulifan Two, and uh, the co-author with Martin, the lovely Martin Knight, of uh, Aussie, the King of Stamford Bridge. But Martin had the idea that it would be a great idea to do podcasts. As he didn't really know what they were, but basically what he meant was he wanted to go and interview a lot of uh, former Chelsea players. Uh, many of whom, of course, didn't earn a lot of money out of the game. So to do it properly, uh, you know, professionally, if you like, and pay them, pay them a decent wedge to turn up for an interview. And uh, Marco Worrell put him in touch with me, and therefore the Chelsea special was born. And uh, we've rele- we released our first interview last week, which was which is about an hour and ten minutes long, with the wonderful Bobby Tambling, who is possibly the most lovely person you will ever ever have the privilege of meeting. But he. Some of us, I don't know if Jonathan's listened to it yet, but mate, mate, he talks about Jimmy Greaves and and learn, you know, learning off Jimmy Greaves, the difference between Tommy Doherty and Dave Sexton in terms of their management, how gutted he was losing the Cup final to Spurs in '67. I mean, we could have could have interviewed him for three hours and wouldn't have got bored. Uh, sadly, we had to wrap it up because we were under pressure of time, you know, what with other people to do. But it really is great. Um, we've got a few more in the can. Uh, Kerry Dixon, Bobby Tambling, Tommy Baldwin, Johnny Boyle, Johnny Bumstead, Gary Chivers, Colin Pates, Canners, to name a few. There are many more in the pipeline. Uh, and the next one comes out uh, this week, which will be... Um, the wonderful Ron Chopper Harris. I mean, if ever there's a legend at Chelsea, it's Ron Chopper Harris. Uh, so we've got him coming out this week. Uh, they are we are charging for these. Um, we're charging at the moment two ninety nine, and that's really to cover the quite considerable costs we've had to lay out to do this. Um, and they're only available on a platform called Podbean. P O D B E A N, uh, because that's the only way that we can do episodes. You know, charge for each separate episode rather than doing the monthly thing which patreon and everybody else does because then you can pick and choose if you don't want to listen to them all you don't have to you can just pick your favorite ones and, and pay for those so we're charging 2.99 for them uh they're available only at chelsea special dot podbean dot com uh and uh you, you you basically if you go there you will find a whole whole list of them all and you you click on buy the episode and it takes you through and you can pay on your credit card or pay, paypal or whatever i think um, if there are any problems that you have in, in trying to get hold of these, just let me know. And also give me some feedback. Let me know if you like them. You know, if you're thinking we're charging too much or too little, any feedback will be honestly received. And, uh, you know, it's early days, you know, so we're kind of testing it out, really. Uh, but we do plan to do a lot. And I mean, you know, we've got a list of about 100 people we want to you know, interview. So it's it's pretty extensive. Um, we are doing a website as well, which will be chelseaspecial.com. And that, you know, basically when we put the podcast up, we'll embed the link, which is the go to, you know, to buy, buy it now link. But I want to have a nice kind of little mini biography of the players, all their stats and stuff. And also things like if you go to the Chelsea Fancast website, which is where I'm kind of warehousing it at the moment, and you look for the Chelsea special, you'll see the Bobby Tambling interview. Uh, and I've also put lots of YouTube clips of uh, some of Bobby's goals and some of the games that we were talking about, which uh, <clears throat> I think is great fun. 
and a nice thing to do as well. Bit of an homage to them, really, a bit of a legacy thing. Uh, we're also on Twitter, so you can follow us at Chelsea underscore special. And we've got a Facebook page, which is the Chelsea Special. And I think we might be having an Instagram account soon. So we're going all out. Uh, they're really, really worth a listen. Right, in part three, uh, we will read out this week's emails. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea! Welcome back, I'm Stanford Chidge and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast with Mr Jonathan Kidd Whoop. and Mr Tony Glover. Bonsoir mon ami. There you go. Right, it's email time peeps, so uh, take it away JK. It's with me first, it's from Ben Short. Dear Chidge and Jonathan, how are you, gents? Well, I hope. Yes, thank you very much, Ben. I suppose the best place to start was our victory over Ajax. Truly fantastic result in what was an entertaining end-to-end game that kept me jumping every time we were attacking. As Jonathan said on the Love Sports show, it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, thank you, Ben. It was. When we eventually scored, I jumped off the sofa and, sh- sofa, off the sofa and shouted, yes, get in. I cried, Ben. I'm so useless. I can't. 
believe it. My other half then proceeded to tell me to shut up as I made her jump. My son, who was three, then said, and I quote, shush, mummy, Chelsea is our football team. What a moment in my life. A great victory followed by sheer pride and joy in my son. Oh, how wonderful. What a great plan B we have. Tammy and Mason have linked up very well and scored a lot of goals this season, but it doesn't always go the way of plan A. So who should come to the rescue? Batman and Captain America, Batshuayi and Pulisic, linking up for the second time this season. A potential understanding and partnership between the two and another option for Frank, indeed. On to the Burnley game. What can I say? Another great result and three points. An email I wrote in a few weeks ago, I spoke about Pulisic, how he's clearly a skillful, talented player. And it's not that Frank doesn't rate him, but it's about being patient. And this is the season of patience. I said we'll see more of him. We definitely will. Something that's been mentioned a few times on the show is the subject of the club's captaincy. Now, I'm actually in favour Aspie being the club's captain. John Terry, captain leader legend, embodied what it meant to be a captain. He set the bar as high as it possibly could go. Asby isn't a shouter, he's not aggressive, but he sets an example. And with a lot of the academy players breaking into the team, he sets such a great example to any young player. His endurance, determination, passion and respect set him apart from the average right back. He wears his heart in his sleeve. And one of the best moments of last season was when we beat Tottenham after Keppergate and he celebrated like he won, he'd won the World Cup. That's why he's captain, because he understand what it mean, understands what it means to the fans to beat teams like Spurs. I believe the Ajax game was his 350th appearance for us. There have been some shouts for Jorginho to potentially be captain. In my opinion, he hasn't earned the right yet. Yes, he's been great this season and one of our best players. And I have a lot of respect for him by staying at the club and not going back to Italy. But too soon. Maybe Rudiger, but for now, he needs to focus on getting fit and back playing. Of course, we're not privy to what goes on in the dressing room either, so we never really know. I didn't mean to bang on about the captaincy too much in case it's not a part of the show, but it's an important topic and has been discussed quite a few times. I believe Aspie's the man for the job. That's just my view. Another subject I wanted to mention was VAR. Now, I'll keep mm. it short because VAR debates can go on forever. I'm actually in favour of VAR, me too, but the way it's being implemented is all wrong and backwards. Take your minds back to the the glorious summer of 2018, the World Cup. VAR played its part and well, no one complained about it. Everyone at the yeah, time yeah. was saying, why isn't this in the Premier League? Part of the issue is how unclear and secret it all is. With the Rugby World Cup on, their version of TMO, how clear is it? You can see the people in the TV room making the decision. You can hear the conversation between the officials. It's open and honest and doesn't feel like cheating. Until VAR is more open, until they change the secret hideout of the VAR official and the VAR official actually stops protecting referees and actually says, no, mate, you got that wrong. I'm reversing your decision. And the referee should go to the monitor and watch what happened until they implement it better and actually use it properly, it would always be a cause for concern. As I said, I'm for VAR, just not the FA Premier League version and implementation of it. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Chidge Jonathan, whoever else is, or whomever else. Perfectly. me. Whomever else is on the show tonight. Yes, it's you, Tony. It's Tony Glover. It's Tony Glover. Thank you. I usually say in all of my emails, thank you and appreciate everything you do. But seriously, guys, the podcast is a true delight. And I can't overstate how important it is, not just to me, but a lot of people home and abroad. Your insights, opinions, thoughts, feelings and voices are like the smooth butter for my ears. Oh, sweet. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm looking uh, and I'm looking to the show. Uh, super Frank, Super Chidge and Jonathan, ever faithful Ben. Oh, thanks, Ben. Fantastic. He's, and he's, super, he's, super Tony. Super Tony. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. bang on about 
of. Oh, uh, yeah, it's what we said. Barbe. I mean, it's absolutely spot on. He's spot the, on. The World Cup <laughs> implementation. But yeah. do you know what? We mentioned that Henry Winter t- uh, uh, tweet earlier. And the, the problem is the head of the PG, PG model or whatever is, is Mike Riley. And he is, he's your, he's your, blazered old school kind of referee it's just not progressive enough he he would want to he would have been one of those original premier league referees when sky actually said we're going to mic the referees up so you can hear their decisions and they went to a person no you're not doing that and i think until you get somebody progressive in charge of that organization um they will want to remain secretive and, and and out of the way and that's wrong it does feel like you're being cheated. You can't. You, you, it's it's created as much debate as before. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep yeah. going on about this, but um, yeah. to me, they're they're not. Then they should be retired earlier. They're not fit enough, and it's no good having Atkinson wandering around because he's he's an old bloke, and they're not up with the game enough. And Clattenburg, whether you liked him or loved him, was absolutely on top of the game all the time because he was so fit. And that's yeah. why he was the best referee that we had. And Oliver at the moment is supposedly the best referee, but he's not up with the game enough. It's so easy for them just to take up positions on the angle and they think, I'm seeing the whole game. No, it's not like that anymore. It's absolutely, you absolutely need to be up on top of it. And the the the, the players are playing, at, at, you know, at, at 90 miles an hour and they've got to be, they've got to be as fit as that. And as, and they've got to work with the linesmen in the same way that they do in rugby. They can't be lower status. They have to be absolutely on it with them. They have to be the same, the same, um, it's, you know, like it's with the, say with the rugby, the rugby linesman is a ref and he puts his flag up and says that happened. We've got to deal with it. He doesn't go, um, there's been a foul here, which slightly tentatively, it, 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 you can see it's all about it's i keep going on about this it's about ego and status and it yeah. mustn't be and they've Indeed. got to have a presence on the tv screen and yeah. not just right. disappear well, for two and a half let's not rake yeah. it all up again we did that to death uh, earlier on but it's yeah, a, we didn't really do it pisses death. me we off did, we, really we pisses me off too uh, top email, Ben. I've got to say, wasn't it, Jonathan? Love, loved that. Lovely sentiments coming through and some yeah. real sense. Everybody writes in. They all, they, they've all. We don't get any idiots writing in, do we? Well, listen, all the idiots out there. It's about time we got an email from you lot too. You know, so there's, there's enough idiots, idiots speaking on the show. We should balance it out, really. It's true. It's true. Email, JK. It's true. But also, I love the fact that that he's he's expressing um, uh, these opinions uh, that so many people get. Uh, uh, enjoy enjoy listening to us from uh, abroad and around the yeah, world, and that, that that warms the cockles of my heart. Well, this this one will definitely warm the cockles of of, of your heart, uh, and it is the email of the week. Uh, I I need to do a sting for that, don't I? I shall, I shall think long and hard about that. Anyway, um, it's from the lovely David Williams, who we we heard from the other week, and uh, we actually met, as you will hear when I read this. Out. It says, "Hi, Chidge and team." I'm currently on a plane leaving Green England after a lovely 10 days in your country. I've had a ball whilst I've been over here and thought it was time to express my thanks, so be prepared for a long email. As, as I'm just you know, drawing breath because I know it's going to be a long one. Uh, as an Australian-based supporter of Chelsea, life consists of late nights or early wake-ups to watch your team. What you lose from sleep deprivation, you make up in following your beloved blues through thick and thin albeit live, has been pretty thick since Roman bought the Blues in 2003 after a Jesper goal against the Bindippers on the final day of the season. I started following Chelsea in 1991 when I was 17, finishing school in uh, Melbourne, 
Chelsea were the Blues and I was already a Blues supporter, Carlton and the local Australian uh, Rules Football League. So it seemed a natural progression to follow them. What may have been different uh, if Birmingham was on the telly or Everton, but it wasn't to be, so I started a long journey that led me here today. Along the way, we've had some fun, haven't we? What I didn't know was the Chelsea that Chelsea is a club for manic depressives. The highs are high and the lows are just that. <laughs> Correct. We're on a constant roller coaster and all in all it's been an incredible ride and the club has become part of my DNA. This year has been so refreshing. Whilst I don't care sorry, whilst I don't uh, I've lost place where am I? Where am I? Ah, there you go. Whilst I don't crave the love of the pundits or the respect of our opponents, I do love the integrity that Frank, Jody and Co have brought in and the common belief that we are to be feared and have a bright future ahead of us. It just feels so right now, and regardless of what happens, we should be proud we have a management team who truly love the club, the fans, and will work their socks off to make it a success. Considering our recent seven-game win streak, I don't want to get too optimistic, though. Rome wasn't built in a day, and with the kids, uh, for all their achievement, there will be inconsistency, injuries, and sometimes longer-term term form dips. Yeah, quite agree. Regardless, whatever happens, we should all rejoice in what we have now. For all we know, there could be another Avram Grant or fat Spanish waiter around the corner, unlikely as it sounds. All I know is Chelsea is a roller coaster and something dramatic, good or bad, has to be around the corner. It just always works that way. Anyway, back on point. I recently enjoyed your company at the Cock Tavern pre the Newcastle game. Both you and Tony were a joy to meet. However, it was a shame not to meet Jonathan, as I so wanted to tell him how my five-year-old princess daughter loves Noddy, and that his voice strangely caresses, in a good way, me from so many angles, from film, TV, and those very frequent 10-second radio advertisements he's involved with. How does he speak that fast reading terms and conditions? Uh, The man is a vocal royalty. However, I understand why he couldn't be in the cock, as Jeeves had his day off and there was no one to pull out the rolls. Tell him I do understand that, yes, good servants are hard to find. I wanted... It's up with Jake, not Jake. I know, I know. I wanted on that day to express my thanks as a long-term listener. From the days of you, Dr. Martin Cheltel, singing your hearts out in the pub, to the surprise and screams of a Darren Mantle fart, to the wonder of seeing you on video, well, I mean Sophie, really, to the constant laughter and interruption of Tony and Alex, to the excellent tactical nous and knowledge of Joe or Liam. Through it all, the fan cast has provided me with connection, joy and a constant smile. And I want to thank you most sincerely for it all. You're part of my Chelsea experience, part of my Chelsea family and part of my Chelsea escape, which may, see, which may need some explanation. In December 2017, I returned home after three years of an overseas police deployment. Without knowing it, I reached my limit of too many bad guys, suffering death and despair. Whilst I had many victories, I felt responsible for the losses, especially of those too vulnerable to protect themselves and that I had not protected. I returned to Australia and eventually unravelled, finding I was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. I still experience unexplained anger, depression and anxiety and struggle to sleep or get panicky where I see threat where others don't. I'm no, no longer the man I was. I would either fight or hide or isolate. My relationships suffered and my wife and I separated are in the midst of a divorce. I try to be a good dad to my kids but feel so much guilt and have been so low I ended up hospitalised twice at a veterans facility in Melbourne. The job that I so identified with was taken away from me as it was a constant reminder of the trauma I experienced, so that as of next week I will officially be a pensioner at the age of 45. The last 18 months have been the worst of my life and the most unexpected. 
On that basis, in September, I decided I needed some time to clear my head and journeyed over to the UK to watch Chelsea for the first time. I sat in the shed and lower for the Newcastle game and sang my heart out. Oh, what joy in telling the Geordies that they couldn't speak English. <laughs> After a few calm days in Snowdonia, I headed up to Burnley and arrived by rail to find myself dragging my bag through the rain. Whilst huddling for shelter, I went to my Uber app to organise transport to my hotel. <laughs> Uber, you know what it is, don't you? As it seems everyone in the UK knows what it is, apart from the people of Burnley, who live in an anti-modernity bubble of sorts. Wondering how I was going to get to the hotel, I asked a fellow traveller how come Uber didn't work, and she looked at me like I was crazy, saying it's Burnley. That traveller was later identified as Caroline at Chelsea Casa, who helps manage the Paul Cannaville Foundation. Within five minutes, she offered to share a cab, and 20 minutes after that, she invited me to the pub to meet her Burnley-based mates. Six pints later, and feeling the effects of mixing alcohol with Valium, I came to an epiphany that the Chelsea family was proud and accepting and welcomed me in with open arms. I felt a belonging, similar to the belonging I have with other police and armed forces personnel. Through thick or thin, I am Chelsea. And as I, sorry, and I, as a, as a, as a of sorts Chelsea pensioner, have identity and acceptance from my Chelsea family, which includes you and all of the gang. I struggle writing this, but so very much wanted to acknowledge you all for your kindness and efforts. Being part of the Chelsea family brings me enormous joy and belonging and helps me get through times that are dark and difficult. Keep the blue flag flying high and keep the fan cast alive and vibrant. All the best, David. Wow. Well, wow. I almost have wow. no words, which is very unlike me, but all well, I can say to that is what a fucking amazing email, Tony. Absolutely. Uh, 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 that nearly had me in tears when I read it before yeah. we well, came on too, air. me too when I read it, yeah. Um, because yeah. that guy came up and shook us by the hand, bought us, bought us two beers, as I recall, um, and... What do you mean? I only got one. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I think he took. I think he took out the line where he says, "But I prefer Tony's company." Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, um, no. yeah. But it was when we were talking to him, J.K. We, 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 we. All we'd been told, all he'd said to us was he was he was going through a divorce and that he was having a bit, you know. And so we yeah. did the jokey, yeah, you know, sort of thing, you know, like you do. No idea of any of that other stuff that is really moving and uh, i'm telling you now he was so so lovely and he kept saying to us about how much it meant to people like him to have the fan cast and to actually meet us and he walked to the ground remember he walked to the ground with us didn't he yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, and that's that that is very very moving and you know david i hope you listen to this and um I'll say it, I'm sure on behalf of Chidge and myself, it was an absolute honour and a pleasure to meet you. And next time you're over, the beers are on us. Well, I'm, I'm embarrassed I didn't meet him. I do apologise. Sorry about that. I wish I'd done. Yeah, um, I should no, come no, in. I should no, try and come in. I know, but there's always somebody interesting in there, shouldn't it? I should try and do it. I didn't get to the match until late that day, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Jonathan, you know, you, you weren't to know, and, and as, as in fact, nor were Tony and I. I, I had no idea. I mean, I, the first I knew of this was when David sent the email. And by the way, folks, I mean, I, I did actually email David just to make sure it was okay to read that out because I knew that there was a bit of personal Please. stuff yeah. in there. And he was yeah. absolutely more than happy for it to, to be read out. And uh, and be transparent about it, which I thought was very brave of him. Uh, but Jonathan, you know, um, you weren't to know in any way. You know, you you have you 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 know you have to be at the uh, the ground a lot earlier than us, and that's absolutely cool, mate. Don't don't ever worry about that. No, no. Um, 
you know, uh, just a final note on that. I, I mean, David, I echo what Tony said. It was an absolute, I mean, it's an absolute delight to meet everybody that we meet. It, it, it never ceases to both amaze and humble me that people, you know, make an effort to come into the pub and say hello. And they, and Tony will, will validate this. They they always want to buy us a beer, you know, yep. which, which, I mean, I feel terrible. I, I want to buy them a beer. I mean, for fuck's sake, you listen to us droning on every bloody week. The least we could do is to buy you a beer and say sorry, you know? <laughs> But um, you know, but it really does. It, it it makes this whole damn experience of doing this absolutely worthwhile yeah. meeting people like you. And then when I hear a story like that, and particularly what I do professionally, it was very very moving and heartfelt. And David, if we do anything that that makes makes you feel a little bit be- a little bit better, then you know my work here is done, mate. I think that's fantastic. And as Tony said, you get yourself back over here as soon as you can, and and we can have a you know proper old beer indeed and, uh, and enjoy a game together because. Yeah. It was uh, it was a really humbling experience reading that email, and you're an absolute absolute legend and a trooper, mate. So thank you. There you go. Yeah. I have no more words. Email three, Chidge. Yes, indeed. Greg Droney. Hi, Chidge, JK, and interchange players. One of whom, of course, is <laughs> Tony. Hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> have you ever been called that before? I don't think. No, no, no. I like to think interchange of a... player. Wow. Chidge is our tinker man, and we are the squad. <laughs> squad rotation, <laughs> mate. If, if that was the case of the tinker man, we wouldn't get in, would we? <laughs> We, we wouldn't. We wouldn't get in. There'll be well, weeks you should, when we you should be thankful. Yeah. You should be thankful. I'm not sorry, and then it'd be the same people every week. And you'll be sick of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There'd be the same substitution halfway through, wouldn't there as well? Yeah. Uh, hi, Chidge, JK, and inter- interchange players. What a wonderful idea to acknowledge past players, Chidge, in the Chelsea special. My only suggestion, without getting too morbid, is from time to time recognise those who have passed on, i.e. from my era, John Phillips, Ian Britton, Ozzy, and my personal hero, Ray Wilkins. Just a thought. Loving you all in the show. Yours in football, Greg Droney. Yeah, that's, a, that's not a bad idea, actually, Greg. I'm not quite sure how I can expedite that, but I shall put the mighty brain to doing that. Uh, but I do think that's a very good idea, actually, and it, it shouldn't be overlooked at all. So thank you for that. It's just a nice thing you could probably well, one could possibly do it within this show, couldn't you? You could say, yeah, hey, we're going to be talking about John Phillips and do a little bit of research on him and oh. uh, and say what he what he achieved during his period at the uh, at the Blues. Same with Ian Britton. Same and yeah. with Ozzy. Well, not that it takes over the, no. the the whole you know show, but it might no, have a little could, moment. You know, you could you could do it. <coughs> you could. You know, do a, a maybe a an hour show during an international break where you just say this week we are going to discuss mm. X, Y, and Z. You know, and then just get you know two or three of us on who remember those players and you talk about what yeah. it meant to us and, and that sort of stuff. I think you've got some, you've got yeah. you've got you've got food for thought there, Chidge. I have the. I can see another show coming out. Make it three during the week, uh, uh, or, or alternatively, just do a four-hour show on a Monday. I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to that? Everyone in Mixon has put their hand up. <laughs> yes, I was just waiting. I was counting all of you. I was counting all of you. Suddenly we dropped from like millions in there to like three. Uh, they're worried already. Uh, right, next email uh, from this is Lenny Rojo. Okay, says, hi, guys. Uh, as always, a great pleasure writing to you and even more so after another win and another great performance from us. Except the two late goals that left a sour taste. However, I need to address something to the fans that me and my mate debated about. And that is future transfers. We all know by now that Hazard is gone. We all know that Lampard lacks experience. We all know that 40-60% to 60% of our squad is academy players and youngsters forced onto us. 
We all know that starting this season, we had zero aspirational or expectation. And despite all this, we are still Chelsea FC. We sit comfortably fourth place and all that with the inexperience. We have one of the best defensive lines despite losing our best defensive players. Our best striker is an academy player that came from the championship. Uh, uh, well, he played in the championship. Our best midfielder is an academy product that also came uh, from playing in the championship last year. Our best centre-back is the same as the players above. And now I wonder, why would we even bother with the transfer window? We have our strikers, we have our wingers, we even have our midfield. The only position we may need to strengthen next summer is a young and promising left-back. And that's it. We, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter on the next fan cast. And on a final note, the Chelsea era of not using academy players... And Zed is dead, baby. It really is dead. Zed's Much blue dead, love baby. to you all. Uh, uh, from Lennart Zubikueta. Yeah, it's a lovely uh, quote. P.S. Pulp Fiction quote there at the end. Zed's well, dead, yeah, we baby. Go. So you, clearly, you clearly didn't listen to last week's show, Tony. No, I we, didn't, no. Because he was Lenny Z. Well, ah. I called him Lenny Z. And uh, Jonathan was calling him Lenny Zed. And I said, no, no, no. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's so exactly. dead. <laughs> Zed's dead. I know. It was quite funny at the time. Anyway, he says, P.S. I remove Lenny Z as my pen name because obviously you have a problem with any of my names. I love to hear the bickering and the struggles of pronouncing it. <laughs> as I do, seeing Arsenal struggle in the league with their last two, two disappointment. So there you go. Um, interesting point, J.K., about the transfers. I, 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 I'll just put my 2P worth in. Um, I think that we do need to have some transfers. You always need to strengthen your squad. Um, and I, 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 what I would, what I would want to see though is transfers coming in that are not bed blocking, uh, exciting young prospects, having seen how well they do. So I think if we are going to make transfers, we should be shipping out some of the older players and bringing in, you know, not young players to challenge the likes of uh, Hudson Odoi or or, or or Pulisic or whatever. Uh, but to you know to kind of you know in their mid twenties, so you get about five years out of them or something, you know. But I think really good ones too. Let's not. There's no point buying shit. We've got loads of money because we haven't had to spend anything. But you know, like Pedro, for example, you know he, he he's he's not got many years left in him. I can see him going. You know, um, maybe even William towards the end of the season. Maybe maybe you know players of that age. You know, and we replace them and add that to the wonderful young talent we have. J.K. I think it's up to whether they're playing well enough. You know, I think if Pedro can't get into the side because uh, he's being displaced by the youth, then yeah, that's a possibility. But William is uh, is proving himself to be. Um, an absolute success this season. Exactly, so, yeah. so exactly. you wouldn't, you know. Once again, it's it's down to it's down to the um, uh, it's down to what's happening in training. But I I don't think this this the, he mentioned here the left back. I I'm not seeing that actually I, at the moment. Alonso is playing out of his skin. Alonso is playing as well as he played under Conte at the moment. He's absolutely blossoming, and uh, which is a joy because I've all, I, I thought he played. Absolutely brilliantly under Conte, and he was one of my favourite players of that season. And then we've seen him not cope with with Sarri at all, and uh, and we were all writing him off. We said, well, that's the end of him, and he's come back. So it it, it, it it's it's a, an error to write any of these players off. But at the same time, um, we do have the boy, the seventeen year old at the moment who played in the Groomsby game the other day. Who, I can't remember his name. He was quicker than. Um, Quicker than Cole, he was as good. He was as good as uh, as Ashley Cole was in in his speed. And I think he's he's somebody who would feel, as as we've suggested, would feel really intimidated if we brought a left back in instead of him. Because where is his route 
because it's opening up all these routes for 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 the youth to really express themselves. So in a sense, it's it's probably not a good idea to buy anybody. But if 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 we want to be world beaters, then possibly we do. It's a, it's a difficult choice because Ajax last year got to the semi-final, should have got to the final of the Champions League. They're all youth with a couple of you know what do they have Tadic and um, and um, uh, and Daily Blind and Daily Blind, but other Daily Blind, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, to me, that there weren't any big players there, and yet they they set the world alight. So perhaps we don't need to. Perhaps we don't need to buy anybody, and um, which would be phenomenal and is a great possibility because once again, I'll keep going on about it. The the the, the source is youth who have won big, big European trophies. So why should we get um, a, a Galactico in? Why yeah. should we do that? Is it, yeah. uh, is it necessary at I, all I, if I they're playing whether, the way they're playing? I wonder whether we're, we're, we're about to show the world a new, f- or the Premier League, a new footballing model. Um, yeah. You know, we were the disruptors. We were the ones that came in and broke up the United Arsenal duopoly. Um, and we did it with Enfant Terrible of Mourinho and, and a team built on steel and, uh, and, and you know, hard players and, and, and whatever. Um, and I think the point where you, 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 on an endless cycle of chucking money, it, with different coaches and all this, eventually you, that's all going to get out of kilter. And I think that's what's happened in the last few years. And I think maybe, maybe the model is we've got an academy. And I think well, I wouldn't mind betting Frank. One of the things he said to Marina and went back up to Roman was, we can use this and we can finally see the fruition of what you thought you were going to get with the academy 10, 15 years ago that no one else has had the balls to do. And I, I just... I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I'm speculating, but it just feels to me like we are just about to do a model, and in three or four years' time, every other fucking club in the Premier League will be trying to do the same. Jonathan, off you go with the next email. I, I don't know what Team America World Police tune is, Chidge. Oh, well, okay, I'll sing it <laughs> when we get there. Hi, Chidge, yeah. Jonathan. Whatever other legend we have on the show this week, it's Tony. It's Tony, me. say hello. <laughs> Tony, it's Tony. me. It's him. There he is. <laughs> I hope oh, you're yeah. as buzzing as I am currently after another superb performance stroke result for the Chelsea. We are, we are, Simon. You know we are. I've not written him for a while, but I had some inspiration over the weekend for a new song, well, more of a verse, for Pulisic, after what was an insane performance from Captain America. Yeah, it was absolutely well, well expressed. Insane. It's the theme tune of Team America World Police and goes as followed. Over uh, a little, bit of, little, little bit of context. Little bit of context here. When I was uh, editing a program I produced, uh, the greatest goals against Man United, which of course was a legendary program, largely because it, uh, it, it consisted of two hours of embarrassing Man United, with a little bit of Chelsea involved. Um, this was doing the rounds. We used to have this in our edit suite, and the editor was very clever, and he used to have little buttons. So when Whenever uh, anybody walked into the other suite that we didn't like, you would hit a button and, and you'd get, get weird shit coming out like this. And it was basically goes along like this. Pulisic, fuck yeah, coming again to score a motherfucking goal, yeah. Pulisic, fuck yeah. If he don't score, then he's going to assist you. Defenders, your game is through. Because now you have to answer to Pulisic, fuck yeah. Coming again to score a motherfucking goal, oh, yeah. yeah. Pulisic, <laughs> fuck yeah. If he don't score, then he's going to assist you. I think oh, I say, I say, I say. I great. Of course, it's America, fuck yeah. We yeah. used to just play it all day in the edit suite. We yeah. just loved it. Absolutely. I feel like Brian Johnson now. I just feel like Brian Johnson again. Oh, I say. 
Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What they have brilliant... about it is that it's um, it's exactly what he does. He's either going to score, or he's going to assist you, and it's really and it's very American. And uh, uh, and I think if God, if that could catch on, that'd be wonderful. It's such well, a that, that, that was the film. Ideas just don't catch on. You know? That was the film that also gave us Sol Ronry. Oh yeah, Sol yeah. Ronry sitting all on my own and. Yeah. Uh, Possibly Durka, one Durka. of the most irreverent films I've ever watched yeah. in my life. Durka Durka. Yeah. You know, all, 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 the, uh, all the terrorists, all the kind of the, um, you know, Middle Eastern terrorists. They, it was just Durka Durka, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it's very, very, it's it like spitting image. But, up, but it's, it's up, South up Park. Up it's the South Park boys, yes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Anyway, JK, sorry for interrupting no, you. No, no problem. No, but we should, um, I should, we should have this. I'll stick this on the phone. I can't do this in the uh, the middle tier of the stand, but because uh, I, have... <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> I'd have to do uh, Pulisic beep, yeah, come in again to score a mother beep goal, yeah, Pulisic beep, yeah. If he don't score, he's going to assist you, but it would uh, that wouldn't quite have the same effect. But yeah, yeah. I'll I'll see. I'll, I'll pass it on to somebody else. Anyway, I understand this may never take off on the terraces due to the fact that as the songs go, it's pretty basic and terrible. That doesn't stop any songs from getting on their side. No. And has no. literally taken no effort whatsoever. No, it's great. Yeah. However, I quite like the thought of every time Pulisic gets on the ball, people humming, singing away at home. <laughs> he's put H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H. Then he's put ha-ha-ha with lots of A's. Up the Chels. See you all at the bridge soon. Kind regards, Simon. Yeah. Well done, mate. That, well Simon. Done. Great start. He's a good lad. Right. Okay. And now we have... Uh, yeah, I, I seem to have, like... I bet you all of the emails are named email five or something like that. I'm so lazy when I cut <laughs> yeah. and paste. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you've, you've all noticed. You're all very kind and you never you never say anything when I do stupid things like that. That's why I love you all. Anyway, email five. Is email Nyash. six. It's number six. I know. Okay. Email six. Yeah. Nyash Manyumwa. Greetings, Sir Chidge and Sir JK. Insert kiddo chant here. Kiddo! Very good. Uh, nobody would have thought that's taken three takes. Uh, and any of the plethora of fantastic guests you bless us with this week, every week. There you go. That would be Tony Glover yeah. this week. First of all, I would like to admit just how much of an absolute embarrassment it is having followed the fancast religiously since the Annus Horribilis, only now do I feel compelled to write in. In my, in my defence, however, I have a list longer than Courtois' The Snake's Nose of factors that contributed <laughs> to the Chelsea passion being drained out of my soul piece by piece since we won the European Cup in 2012. I'm sure I'm not the only one either. The list includes, but is not limited to, 1. The palpable discord of 2016. 2. Conte, who we were all desperate to shower with love and adoration but returned the favour with bipolar Jekyll and Hyde mood swings. 3. The consistently poor thought out, illogical and disjointed transfer activity conducted over the last few seasons. Four, naivety of the board choosing profit over principle by selling unwanted players to rival clubs despite fan outrage. Matter, check, Matic, Louise, etc. Poor as these players might have turned out, giving a direct rival even marginal improvement made no sense on a competitive level. Especially given the fact our rivals rarely ever reciprocate the favour going the other way. 5. The apathy and mind-numbing boredom and snooze-fest that was the Sarri era, a season that made watching paint dry seem almost as appealing as the joy of watching the spuds fall apart again. 6. The sale of young players who would then go on to be a world-class or at least international footballer, mentioning them would only twist the knife in the gut at this point. 
7. The constant cycle of false dawns with regard to the new stadium plans, not helped by our forward-thinking rivals building state-of-the-art stadia all around us, thus making the bridge look more like turf moor. Never, not having that. Uh, the nauseating emergence of the Scousers as actual credible title contenders. 9. Our ability to compete for and recruit, recruit players at the top end of the transfer market. Grade A eggs, as Jose calls them. Um, 10. Legends like Branner, Cole, Drogba, Lampard, Czech and Terry Farewells nowhere near good enough for the service they gave to the club. In my opinion, all should have gotten testimonial matches at one point or another in the last decade where we can literally dedicate an entire day to each of them. It was the least we could have done. And not just a silly five-minute YouTube video of old clips, corny 26-minute substitution or shameful, embarrassing, patronising lap of honour months after leaving in Frank's case. That, for some of the best players to ever represent the badge, will always go unforgiven by me. And 11, finally, the heartbreaking infighting and division within our own fan base, e.g. Sarri fans versus Sarri outers, William Great Servant versus William No Good, and Cahill Great Servant versus Cahill No Good. All of these reasons have meant that for the past few years, supporting Chelsea has been a bit like being a 20-year-old marriage, or sorry, in a 20-year-old marriage, going stale fast for me, and I've only stayed committed because I would never break my vows. I'm not married, by the way, so feel free to correct me if that analogy was bollocks. <laughs> no, I think that's a very good analogy. <laughs> it's mate. a superb uh, one. <laughs> yes, we go out of duty, not love sometimes. My uh, Ash, that's absolutely true. My all-time favourite Chelsea player, scratch that, my all-time favourite human being, Frank, coming in, and the FIFA ban or CFC Academy stimulus package as I like to call it have been like the marriage counselling that have rekindled the fire and desire I, maybe just lubricant would have been quicker but I can't remember the fans, players and club all being this united and this joyful in my entire Chelsea supporting life which spans well over a decade and a half now the butterflies are back in my stomach every time I see the boys in blue in the tunnel pre-match ready to go to war in a not dissimilar way to when the Munich Lions took on all comers and came back to London victors in Naples, untouchable in Lisbon, giant slayers in Catalonia and finally kings in Munich. The media have been wondering why Chelsea win the odd cup but their fans are still unhappy everything happening this season is what we've all been crying for for many a year now which is simply seeing our club building an identity based on a long-term vision and greater connection between club and fans so many positives right now and if i were to list them all the fan cast would be discontinued due to all your wags murdering you for podcasting too long yeah, that, that happens nearly every week, actually. You know? <laughs> all, all five of my wags. Yeah. Um, if I could pick one, though, it would be gleefully watching pundits and rival fans who claimed we were done as an elite club with egg on their faces every week we win. Anyway, I'll be writing in more, thus making more concise points. As I'm all the way down in South Africa, there aren't many I can discuss all things Chelsea with in my vicinity, and hence I'm not ashamed to say, even though I don't know you guys personally, I love and appreciate you sincerely for the value you add to my life and all Chelsea fans worldwide. My Mondays and Fridays are much better off when I can vicariously vent through you after defeat or pop the champagne corks or Guinness bottle caps in Uncle Chidge's case to celebrate another blue victory. Up the Chelsea from a Chelsea fan high on blue ecstasy. Nyash, the bluest African alive. What a fantastic email. That's what a brilliantly written email, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was mm. a joy to read. 
Lovely. What, what educated listeners we have. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do. I agree with, I, I think he's point 10 about the way we've treated ex-players. I mean, I know testimonials are a bit, the thing of the past now, but the, the, the salaries players are on now and, and not really needing the support from that. But yeah, well, you know, it wouldn't have hurt to have had a, a friendly where the fans can go and honour them and, and just chant their name and, and whatever. I do think we've, we've been pretty bad on the, um, on the way we've, we've seen real legends leave that club. I think that's a, that's a really good point. You know? Yeah. I, d- yeah. I didn't agree with um It's a great male, but I, I did. I don't think I agree with any of those uh, 11 points at all. So um, Really? Yeah. I don't think, um, what, did those hate an emergence of the scale? Were, were you listening? Yeah, I'm looking at it at the moment. Yeah. 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 The, um, uh, the, because some of it, you know, the, it, the naivety of the board choosing profit by selling unwanted players to rival club yeah. despite fan art yeah, yeah. You know, that, that was... Matic, Matic, Matic <laughs> he couldn't get in the side. He sold Matic because um, he'd fallen out with him, but he felt he could get somebody else in. But that was just... And Czech was at the end of his sell-by. Louis, similarly, I don't think that's been a... OK, so well, that's one point. That's yeah. one point. Um, the the consistently poorly thought out illogical and disjointed transfer activity conducted over the last few seasons was that was brought upon us by Conte's idiocy, um, uh, which I've got I've gone on about banged on about for ages. Um, I don't think the uh, I don't agree about the Sarri season. We won um, the Europa League. We actually played better towards the end of the season. Um, I don't see any of the young players has gone. That's all right to... for you, mate. You were sitting there eating cake and the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I was rolls down, down, down no, the cheap no, no, Two things wrong with that statement. East middle. <laughs> I don't sit in the east upper. Oh, east I, I, middle. Okay, east and middle. Also, sorry. And also, it has to be gluten free cake. So okay, can we get right, that right. right. Okay, yeah. venison uh, pies. Then. Yes, absolutely. Um, the sale of young players who then go on to be world class and eastern international footballers. Who? Well, De Bruyne is the only one that comes to mind, really. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, the constant cycle of with regards to the new stadium plans. No, there hasn't been a constant cycle of false storms. He just said, "I'm not doing it for the moment because it's not the right environment." He will do it. He'll absolutely do it. It'll happen, but it's not right at the moment. And it also, he needs to be given a visa to come back in, which will happen. Um, all right, the nauseating emergence of the Scousers is actually fair enough. Um, uh, <laughs> Our inability to compete from recruit probably the end of the transfer market. No, I don't think that was the case at all. I just think that that it was the managers wanted certain players, and I also think Terry's farewell was absolutely fantastic, and it was you know, and it it, it was possibly a little bit over the top of the twenty six minute. Lampard shot himself in the foot by going off to play for City, so it was quite embarrassing. Drogba went off and played for someone else. It wasn't a question of whether we could. Give, give him a testimonial. They didn't retire these players. They all played for other teams. So you can't give them testimonials. They're all playing for other people. Branner went off and played for Zenit. He went off, you know, he wasn't there to be given a given a, a farewell to. He didn't want to. And also, I think he got fed up with being abused because he was abused a lot in the last few games for not being good enough. Um, and, I, the, and I agree, the, 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 uh, the heartbreaking, I wouldn't say that the infighting and division with our own fan base was particularly particularly heartbreaking because it was all on Twitter and you just have to dismiss it really most of it so well you know. to be fair to be fair you see that's easy I, I kind of take Nyash's point there I mean you know for us it's easy no I agree, I agree point. I agree because we, we get to go to the to once again, we get to go to the game yeah I'm being, unf- I'm being unfair sorry now well Tony totally and I said yeah. this many a time last yeah, season yeah, is that yeah, we have yeah. each other in the pub to get drunk with and f- avoid all of that bollocks but if you're stuck in South Africa and you're yeah. only conduit to yeah, Chelsea yeah, watching on, on the, the TV yeah, yeah, yeah. or 
being on Twitter or, or, or listening to this bunch of Herberts talking every week, then it must be really hard. And I, I feel for him there. Look, um, Jonathan's a very hard man, uh, basically. <laughs> He's a nasty man, really nice. Yes. We love your email. Me and Tony oh, love your email. Fantastic yes. email. Fantastic email. I just happen to disagree with nearly all of it, but it doesn't matter. Yes. Can you hear that? Can you hear that noise? That's the sound of Jonathan chucking water, chucking water over his burning bridges. Oh, quality! It's too late. I've fallen in the river. <laughs> He's falling in the water. <laughs> Quote the goons. Anyway, enough of that. Talking to goons, you won't find better goons than you get on this show. That's for sure. Now, I very rudely, uh, actually, I'll say this before I say the next thing. But uh, first of all, thank you for all your emails. As always, they are absolutely brilliant. We love getting them from you. Uh, we got too late. Uh, uh, late entrance this week that missed the cut you know who you are but they will be in next week they will be the first emails we read out next week i promise we love getting them and we love reading them out it's really really, really great fun completely right? brilliant everybody yeah. fantastic particularly when it stokes up a bit of debate actually yeah, yeah, i like yeah. that you yeah. know yeah yeah exactly now i meant to read this out earlier and i completely forgot but the dear absolutely delightful wonderful one of my favorite human beings in the whole wide world uh, mr mark worrell who of course is out on the cfc uk Stall every every match day, freezing his nuts off with the uh, indefatigable and absolutely brilliant uh, DJ. Uh, he of hurry up, only a pound fame, uh, who's also an absolute uh, blinding man. Who's been going through a lot of shit this week, as you've probably heard if you've been uh, watching Twitter. Uh, but anyway, Marco, as we mentioned last week when he was on the show, he's got a new book coming out. This is uh, going to be gold dust. It really is. Liquidator, nineteen sixty nine to seventy. A Chelsea memoir. From what Marco was saying last week, it's basically like a chronicle of, uh, you know, that year when we won the FA Cup. And, of course, a lot of supporters that we still have now really kind of found the club that year. And Marco's gone and interviewed loads of people. Me? Who were, I mean, I, Me? You? That was you. my year. That was the year, 1970. We didn't interview very... you, though, did he? No, he didn't. But the, 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 that, was the, that was my year. That was the year I became a Chelsea fan. I, I, I went from uh, a nine-year-old football mad but no team um, to coming home one day, and my dad and saying to my dad, I don't know who will win the cup final, Chelsea or Leeds, because you know we didn't, we had no concept that Chelsea was a London team or Leeds were were not, even though we lived in in you know near Heathrow Airport and in Hayes. Um, and my dad just one look at me and went, "Do you support your local team as Chelsea?" That's that. But, and within days, my well, the walls of my bedroom were plastered with pictures of Peter House and Peter Osgood, Ian Hudson, Alan Hudson, all in place. Yeah, so that was yep. that's, 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 that's that'll be a book for me then, without a doubt. It'll be a cracking read. Well, here's the good news, Tony, because Marco says that there are advanced copies of the paperback, because apparently this is a pre-order, but there are advanced copies of the paperback version available to order now via Gate 17, next day postage. So that's gate17.uk, uh, sorry, gate17.co.uk forward slash shop. Uh, so there you go. You can get some uh, advanced copies of that on order, and there will be five real-life copies. I have the picture to prove it. That will be available on sale at the CFC UK stall before the Man United game. Gate seventeen. So what was it? Gate seventeen. Gate seventeen. Co. Uk forward slash shop. All right, and uh, there'll be five copies of the book, hard copies of the book at the CFC UK store before the Man United game. Worldwide Amazon publication date is the 8th of November. So, if you're at the Man United uh, if you're if, if you're at the Man United game uh on Wednesday, then basically pick yourself up a copy of the Liquidator, Marco's new book, 
and also get yourself a copy of the CFC UK fanzine and also have a chat with the boys because they're always great value. So there you go. Um, right, moving swiftly along, uh, in part four, we doff our hat to this week's winners of our Who Knows Wins Chelsea Fancast Match Predictions League and then look back to the brilliant victory over Ajax in last Wednesday's Champions League match. And also, we're going to have a quick look ahead to uh, Wednesday night's Caribou Cup tie against Man United. So there you go. We'll be back in a sec. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Fancast, and of course I am joined by uh, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello! And Mr. Tony Glover. Good evening. So there you go. We're on the home straight. But uh, before we get into all of that, uh, as uh, you lot will know, we've been promoting uh, this brilliant, it's actually fantastic fun. It's called Who Knows Wins, uh, which is an app. Uh, it's a betting app. So it's a bit naughty if you're not into betting. I completely understand. But uh, if 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 you do fancy a flutter on the football, this is about the kind of the least, uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of... It's the most harmless form of betting I think I've ever encountered because basically there's no bookies involved. There's no odds to work out, which I've always struggled with as I'm mathematically challenged. And it's all done via an app. And all of, it just basically revolves around you, you know, picking uh, who is going to, you know, you get all the. We, we usually do the Premier League fixtures for the weekend. So you just th- pick out who you think is going to win, draw, or lose. Well, win, win or lose, basically. So, you, you know, home win, away win, or a draw. Uh, you bung in. You have to basically go to the Who Knows Wins app, which you can download on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and then you register. Uh, oops, I just turned my printer on. That was a bit stupid. Uh, you can basically yeah download the app on the Apple App Store or Google Play, register an account, deposit some money, and then you go and look for the Chelsea Fancast League. Or I will invite you to it via Twitter. In other words, I put the link up on our Twitter page each week so you can then join it if it's a private league. Sometimes they keep it private. Sometimes they make it go public. And then once you've done that, you just select, you know, what you think who's going to win, you know, or or draw. And then you stick some money on it. It's usually we have a five quid buy-in. And the best thing is the more people that play this, this is the real key, the more people that join in and play, the bigger the pot. The bigger the pot the more you win. It's very, very simple, but it's it's really good fun. Not least because a few of us get in there and, and we're, you know, it, when you've got a bit more skin in the other games, it gets a bit more fun and you're having a bit of a chat in the chat. You've got a chat room, so it's a bit like Mixler, but for betting. And it really, really is great fun. Uh, Paul Burgess is in the house tonight in Mixler and uh, I, we, we've been having a few, uh, few uh, bits of banter in there. Now, um, the winners from this week, uh, I do have the results up here, and I'm absolutely embarrassed to tell you that uh, I think uh, for the second time out of three, I've, I'm, I am in first position, uh, but with a load of other people, I shall shout them out, Daryl M.M., Burgess Legend 5, Gareth Lewis, uh, these are people that you will recognise from Mixler, I suspect, Northern Blue 72, Happy Bird, oh no, sorry Nigel, you didn't win this week, so basically it was me, Daryl M.M., Burgess Legend 5, Gareth Lewis, Northern Blue 72. Um, as Yet again, I was stupid enough to uh, put my faith in West Ham, who let me down, and Everton, who let me down. 
Um, and uh, I, I, I tipped up Norwich to beat Man United, which was pretty stupid, but I was very shrewd in knowing that Newcastle and Wolves would draw and that Arsenal would not let me down and be absolutely pathetic and draw with Palace. And that, of course, what tipped me into first position. And I won a whole princely £9.50 with a, another five other people. So there you go, Tony. I commend it to the house. <laughs> Very topical. Well done. I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I've not investigated because I'm not really much of a gambler, but I will have a look at it. And uh, I'm intrigued by your screenshot as well. Yes, yes. Well, the, 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 I, I put the link up in our WhatsApp group. Uh, yes, I did see that. But um, with everything else that's going on, I tend to just flip through it and think, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. But I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I know. I'll download I know. it and have a little pop. I mean, I, it's fun, mate. I tell you, you know, because it, it's it. I hate. Uh, the the normal odds betting. I mean, Jonathan yeah, yeah, yeah. loves his loves predicting the score, which he's actually got a real knack for. It has to yeah. be said. But uh, this is this is much easier for idiots like me. You know, just figuring out who's going to win and who's going to well, draw. But I think I got something like seven out of ten, which is not bad. He is good at it. But then, yeah, I mean, you know, when Sopwith is you know looking at the form book all day long and then providing <laughs> it, providing him with this information. It's nothing to do with me. He tells me, whispers in my ear. I don't know anything about it. I'm asleep during yeah. the games. I'll, I'll download it after the game. Uh, after the game. After the game. After the podcast. Fucking hell. I'm losing it now. Sorry. I know. All right. Well, let's talk more football. As I said, you know where to go. Who knows wins? It's on a on the Apple uh, Apple app and the the Google uh, Google app, whatever that is. I don't use Google, so I wouldn't I would I wouldn't know. But there you go. Anyway, I need to try and get my screen back to its normal size. Having tried, there we go. Right, Google Play. There they go. Right. Okay. Uh, let's have a quick look back at the Ajax game, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, I I have a, an admission to make here. I was actually uh, at a gig in Basingstoke watching Lloyd Cole. Him of uh, perfect. Yes, I was. Yes, commotions. Yeah, but it was he was he wasn't making a commotion. It was just him on his own with an acoustic guitar. But it was jolly good. But anyway, he's also a Chelsea fan. I should add. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, uh, I did watch it all when I got back, and it was absolutely brilliant. I knew what the result was because, of course, bloody phone notifications went off. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, you can't yeah. do that. You can't do that. It's even harder to do that. Um, like you can't do a likely lads no, thing anymore, can no, you? No, no, you no. Just cannot. There's no avoiding it. Anyway. Uh, I thought it was the best performance and result of Lampard's reign by far. Uh, I thought they had some wonderful tactical maturity. I think that, you know, the fact that they, they seem to be learning so quickly is so impressive. I mean, that was a mighty, mighty, mighty uh, win. That's the first time Ajax have lost, I think, at home in the Champions League for five years, Tony. And I, I'm, I, 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 words fail me as to how impressed I am with this side and the way they're learning. Yeah, and, and, and were their equals, I think. Um uh, it, I mean, Ajax have, have, I mean, they've dropped off the radar of the top, top European teams in recent years, haven't they? I mean, I remember, I go back to the days when them and Feyenoord, um, you know, were, were, you know, in the old European Cup days, they were teams massively to be feared. You know, they had the, the whole Dutch, uh, you know, the Cruyff and, 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 and all those sort of players and, and, uh, and what have you. But they've always been, they've, they've always been, it's been regarded as a bit of an academy of football, haven't they? Um, and you know, Amsterdam, they've always been a tough nut to crack. I, I'm quite happily see you know, Ajax, as I used to call them, um, back at the you know, in, in the very top you know, echelons of the game. But I, I fear the Dutch league probably isn't strong enough for that to be the case. But, um, yeah, fabulous. And to see, um, we almost out Ajaxed them, didn't we, with the, the blend of youth and and the academy stuff. You know, it's almost like we were almost tapping our feet going, um, you know, people are going, uh, Ajax got the best academy, the best younger players. And there's us going, 
um, hold my beer, <laughs> you know, as we walked onto the pitch. So it was, it was really, really good to see. And, and um, yeah, it was a narrow game. I expect that at this level. Um, Champions League football is a different, it is, it's a different um, beast to Premier League stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Is it just one more win and we're, we're almost guaranteed to go yeah, through? I think pretty much right there. so, I reckon. I think, yeah, um, it's usually nine points, does yeah. it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people going, oh, I'm booking my place, you know, for the final. I'm thinking, oh, God, a minute, you know. Um, there are some big, big teams that, you know, you're going to come across later on. But how what a fantastic um, uh, development. Uh, learning curve for those young players playing the likes of Ajax and, and playing in, in Champions League football from, you know, in in uh, two cases, you know, having played with Derby last season. No offence to Derby, but, you know, different levels of football, isn't it? And uh, mm. wow, wow, are they stepping up to the plate. They are indeed, aren't they, JK? Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. That was, you know, that's that's... That's another another day of my mouth being open and uh, in in a kind of uh, you know of of, of of wonderful astonishment at a at a at a superb performance um, and uh, it was he got the subs right he um, uh, everybody was the pace of playing it was actually just it was giving them back exactly what they could do to us and. Uh, it was. It was. Well, I'll keep going on about this, but it was phenomenal and joyous. I just thought this is such a performance. Um, that really was. Uh, that was so impressive, wasn't it, Chidge? Brilliant. I, I tell you what, I was also impressed because you know they they kept going right to the end. They wanted to win that game. They. Did, I mean, you know, there, there was a real mix of you know being tactically mature and falling yeah. over and wasting yeah. time and all of that. But, I mean, Alonso being in the box when they scored. And I thought, you know, Lampard's subs were excellent. I mean, bringing on Pulisic and Batshuayi, both of whom came off. You're absolutely right. This business of actually just keeping going. Because I think Mourinho teams would have just accepted the draw. You know, they wouldn't have gone for it. I just think this whole business of, of, of playing. So, well, I think they see the opportunity, don't they? They get the ball and they see they've got an opportunity to go down the other end. Uh, and uh, and pass it quickly, and they're going to attack. So it, it's that uh, the word to use is almost inexorable, which is just it's absolutely non-stop. It's um, it's uh, exhilarating, is how I would I would say it, because they they're not stopping. They 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 didn't even particularly they put the ball into the corner a couple of times towards the end, but they were still attacking. They didn't. I mean, oh, he put on Rhys James, didn't he? But I didn't get the impression that they were. You know, they didn't go back to those dreadful situations we have when they're about you know we're, we 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 get deeper and deeper defending and we just kick the ball away there was always the you know the the fact that once we got the ball I thought well we're going to go up the other end and score again and I think that's the major thing for me is watching them is you you think every time they get the ball it's about awful thing to say but I think Leicester are playing very similarly that way you just think they're going to score they get the ball and so it makes actually our our draw with Leicester, even the more um, actually more commendable a performance, because we thought at the time Leicester aren't really very good, and we've drawn with them. But I think, on reflection, we actually uh, we did pretty well in that game. I think we we'd actually possibly beat them now, just because we're we're so much more mature in such a short space of time. But um, no, it was very very impressive. Tony, stop typing so loudly. Oh, am I? Sorry, I was, I was on mute. Yeah, and it, was, no, it wasn't just the typing, it was also the... <laughs> it was like listening oh. to Rolf Harris, actually, going... <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> All right, well, um, the, I think, we, you know, we, it's kind of been and gone the Ajax game, but I think it, that, that, for me, was our best performance of the season so far. It was uh, 
and result really of Lampard's reign. I mean, that was a real that was a real uh, you know putting people on notice. I think, and it's fantastic to see it now. Uh, our, our attention really should uh, you know go towards um, the Chelsea Man United game, a Caribou Cup tie on Wednesday, which is it's kind of a weird game to be having right now in the midst of all of this. Um, I, I sadly can't go because I work on on Wednesday. Uh, down in Southampton till six, so I just can't make it in time, which is a real pain. So I'm going to be watching on the telly. But um, the first thing that occurs to me, J.K., is are we out for revenge for that four nil thumping that we got uh, in the beginning of the season? I would say yes. Let's get them. Um, uh, yeah, it'd be great to beat them by a large number of goals. Of course, it would, particularly since they beat us in the FA Cup last year. And we were poor in that game. That was one of the worst Sarri performances, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I left early. That's the first game I've left early for yeah. years. Yeah, that really was dire. Um, and that's when he did his great substitution at the end, didn't he? He put on uh, Zappa Costa. Thank goodness he's now nothing but a memory. Um, uh, but yeah, I, the, if we can roll them over, that would be you know as, as as easily as possible. That'd be great. The one problem is, of course, is that. They played much better at the weekend, but it was Norwich. We have to remember that. They all, everybody went mad. Oh, it's great! They're playing. Oh, look, they've got back. And they apparently Rashford was um, was liberated by having Martial playing and coming back. But you know, I, I think we'll be too strong for them. I really do. I, I'm, I'm I've such such enthusiasm for every every game because I really think we we just show people that we are much better than they are. Uh that's true. I mean, what I, I I'm kind of you, I, you know, it's really I don't really know how to how to you know go into this game. I really don't because you know United are so poor. I mean, if you've if you've watched any of their matches this season, they are a poor, poor, disjointed, uncohesive team. Although they stuffed Norwich on uh, on uh, yesterday, so I mean, on 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 the one hand, I'm thinking it doesn't matter who we put out, we should beat this lot. On the other, I'm thinking, should we be worried? Is it all a bit of a ruse? I don't really know where to stand on it, mate. Yeah, no it, it is an odd one. I, I think I'm with you. I, I you know, United just on a poor run of form, and then all of a sudden it clicks in a bit, like you know, like people might have said about our first four or five games of the season. I mean, I, I think some might well when we were at the cock. You know, the one good thing about um, losing four 0 to Man United on the first day of the season was it made all the United fans think they were good. <laughs> and we all knew different. We knew that we hadn't deserved to lose that game four 0 not in a million years. Um, uh, and I, I don't know. I just see what I see um, is Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. He's in the same place as numerous post Matt Busby managers were before they got um, um, uh, before they got Ferguson on board. He's been sort of crushed by the weight of um, uh, uh, you know. no, that yeah. Was- yeah, yeah, but being classified a kind of expectation and the uh, the levels of um, achievement that that club thinks it's got a kind of divine right to get to, and, and you know they're they're in as bad a position presumably as, as we thought we were last season, and sort of disjointed and um, no strategy, and you know I, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of sympathise with, with Solskjaer a bit because you know they 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 didn't finish in the top four last season, but they had an only chance of them finishing the top four was because he came in and won nine games on the bounce or something. Um, and I don't I don't think they're as bad a side as people are making out. But you know it may well be that in a similar way to um, 
who's the guy that's just got the sack? Uh, who was uh, about to get sacked? I mean, the guy at Southampton who sort of saved them last season, and you know, and then they've done been awful this season. Maybe, maybe the players have just lost the view of it. Uh, also, are they going to be that? Are they going to be looking at the Carabao Cup? That's not really on United's radar, is it? Whereas for us, we may be looking at it saying, you know, it's a chance to go and win out, win, win a competition, you young lads. Um, you know, as a stepping stone to the really, really big stuff. Remember, Mourinho did that didn't he, in his first year. You know, he took it very, very seriously um, because he saw it as a stepping stone onto bigger things, which he was proven right. So, yeah, I'm like you. I, I, Chidge, I'm, I'm, you know, the splinters in my arse are as big as the ones in your arse on this one. Well, I think the the thing is, what it boils down to for me is, will Ole pick his uh, strongest team? Will Frank pick his strongest team? And I think ultimately, as always, it depends on who wants it more, Jonathan. I think he'll pick the same team that that he's been picking. Frank will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about Solskjaer? I think he'll want to. He'll want to. Uh, he'll want. He'll want to continue the success they had at the weekend if he wants to keep his job. So I think he'll he'll pick the same team as well. I don't think he'll pick a a reserve side. He doesn't want to get rolled over by us because then that'll just be uh, another nail in his coffin. I think it's going to be a, a both sides will pick pick their their regular teams. It may be in the bench that it's different. He may put, I think Pedro and Giroud are there. Um, he may bring them on, but I, I don't think, uh, I don't think this is uh, this is one for the faint-hearted. This is going to be the, ever, both teams playing playing their their first team. So we won't get the Grimsby side, for example. No, I don't reckon. No. But yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. Um, okay, so I mean, given that we've just spent that last last five minutes saying we've got no idea what's going to happen, apart from the fact, I think you're right, J.K. I think he will pick a strong team. Actually, um, predictions: three-one to Chelsea, obviously. Yeah. Tony, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of a more cautious one-nil Chelsea. One-nil. Yeah, All I right. think I think. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I'm Chidge, you've you've stole the words for me. I, I'm I, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm a bit perplexed. This one, I've got to be honest. I think that what will tell uh, is, I think Frank hates to lose to Man United. I mean, if if he if he grew up in the era that he grew up in, then he won't want to lose to Man United. He, I mean, like I mean, Sarri, and this is no dig at Sarri, but he wouldn't have understood the enmity between us and United at all. Yeah, Frank yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he played against them when they were bloody good. He had loads of mates playing for them. He won't want to lose to United, so I think he'll put out a strong team and he'll want to win. Plus the fact, I think that Frank, like, he wants to win every game. I don't think he does this. I don't think he buys into this. Oh uh, well, well, I'll throw that one because you know it's not, not that important. He'll he'll want to win, so I think he'll put a strong team out, and I think we'll give it everything, and I really do. Um, just uh, looking down, actually, it's remarkable. Actually, we've only played Man United in the League Cup three times. Uh, Jonathan will, and you might remember this one, Tony. We lost two one in the League Cup in 1970. Um, so we would have been the FA Cup holders at the time. And guess who scored the goals, uh, Jonathan? See if he remembers. Uh, oh, oh, you. I'll put you out your misery. Uh, George Best and Bobby Charlton. I just, said, I just said Bobby Charlton. Well, you see, this is what happens when you talk over each other. I, it, you cancel each other out, and I can't hear. We you. weren't talking over each other. No, I was. I was just sitting there thinking. Even making it, it, Tony was making funny noises. Well, I, was think, I was thinking it should be something obvious I, like that. I, what I said was, I said 
I said Bobby Charlton and uh, George Best, and then you went, I'll put you out of your misery. It's George Best and Bobby Charlton. And I'm going, what? Okay. What? Well, I'll be- I believe you, Jonathan. You're, 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 un- un- you're un- un- unlike certain people, you're unimpeachable. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Man United Chelsea in 1970, 2-1. Um, we lost to them 1-0 in uh, 2002, I vaguely remember that and then of course we're in the semi-final uh, when we beat them we drew nil nil at home classic Mourinho result and then we beat them 2-1 up at up at uh, Old Trafford and uh, Duffer scored the I winner I remember there. that I was you there. were there I wasn't there but I remember it well and I, I was here at the match in 2012 when we won a mental mental 5-4 game remember that yes bloody hell yeah, yeah, that's one me, so that's one me and Arthur on um, in the mix of the room. We're both saying, yeah, we could both probably that would be great, but it might impact the people with high blood pressure more. And he's basically said, what like cheers? And I said, well, when me, to be honest, us of a certain age might not appreciate games like that quite as much as we used to. Oh dear. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it is five four on Wednesday. Uh, both teams are capable of scoring lots of goals and letting them in, so it'd be quite entertaining. If you're going, and I. Uh, uh, have fun I'm, I'm really gutted not to be there righty ho uh, we need to go because it's, uh, it's because we started late it feels like we're finishing a lot later the reality is yeah. it's probably not as long as it was last week but know, it feels longer as the actress said to the bishop it feels longer <laughs> I shall leave that with you right that is all we've got time for this week we will be back next Monday at the usual time when I'll be joined by Jonathan Kidd and Joe Tweedy That'd be great fun. And we'll be looking back at the Watford and the Man United matches and we'll have a quick look ahead to the Champions League tie against Ajax, which I will be going to. I cannot wait. Um, In the meantime, don't forget to tune in to the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport Radio between 7pm and 8pm this Friday. Uh, Jonathan uh, has the night off because he's going to a very posh dinner, aren't you, Jonathan? I'm going to uh, Lord's for the Cross Arrows cricket dinner. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, more venison pie for JK on Friday. Nothing 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 like that for me. But I'll be joined by Clayton Beerman and very special guest Kerry Dixon. One Kerry Dixon. How about that? And we're going to be discussing all things Chelsea as ever. Phone in, join in the show, debate with us live. The number to call or WhatsApp is 0208 702558. And, of course, Love Sport is now a national radio station and it's broadcast on all the digital channels. Uh, and you can also listen to it anywhere in the world if you uh, listen to it through Radio Player, TuneIn or lovesportradio.com. And like this show, it's available as a podcast shortly afterwards. Uh, and you can get all of our podcasts on ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple, <coughs> SoundCloud, Spotify and other uh, podcast distributors. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Tony at Grocer Jack UK, and of course check out the website ChelseaFanCast.com. Many thanks to the Fancast bloggers and their regular content going up during the week. Follow them on Twitter at Nick Stroudley, at Clitheroe Blue, at Dean Mears, at CFC GWLB, and of course the other Fancast regulars are at Goalie59, at Joe Tweedy, at Dan Silve73, at Gate17 Marco, at Liam underscore Toomey. Uh, at Dean Mears at CFCGWLB easy for me to say and OJ (laughs) Harbord and finally 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 a massive thank you to the ever wonderful Dane Whittle who has taken over the job of managing 
I mean, I, Matt, I, it's not even Matt. I mean, he's, he's not just managing it. He does it all because I'm too stupid to understand how to use Instagram. But uh, Dane's basically taken over the Chelsea Fancast Instagram account, which is at Chelsea Fancast, doing a cracking job putting up some really lovely content. So big kiss to you, Dane. You're an absolute legend, mate. Right. Uh, you two, big kisses to you too, Jonathan. You've been fantastic as always. Oh, thank you. Great to be on the show, especially with Tony. Thank you, mate. Well done. Yes, Lovely. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Even, even, even our one little, slightly, slight disagreement was great fun. You are wrong. You're completely wrong, Tony. Come <laughs> yeah, that's uh, quite quite mellow for you to only have one absolutely, bit of a tiff, you know. It? To be it fair, was... but there you go, Jonathan. You've been brilliant. I will see you or hear you next Monday, Tony. As ever, brilliant to have you on the show, mate. And uh, hopefully, I will catch up with you soon. Probably yes. the Palace game. I would yes, thought. I would. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be at the Palace game. Yep, definitely. Lovely stuff. Brilliant. Well done, boys. Sleep well. Have a good one. You've been brilliant. And you lot out there, particularly the the lovely, long-suffering people in Mixler, whose comments I absolutely delight in reading throughout the show. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chill. Up the chill! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.